Talk Live, your show. If you want to take control of the airwaves, dial on in, toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything. That is the point of the program. That's why we call it Free Talk Live. Joining you tonight, it's Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there, we give to you, so enjoy those on us. Those other talk show hosts who want to charge you for accessing their sites, ours is free at freetalklive.com. You'd think on this auspicious occasion you would have uh, entered the show in with, like, Gold Digger or something like that. Are you kidding me? You're going to bring this up? Well, it's the big news. I can't believe this. Uh, we were talking. I, I, first of all, I couldn't believe is this. The, it is the big news oh, because yeah. <laughs> I, I can't believe this. <laughs> I, I guess I in. can believe this because this is the society, right? People are obsessed with Hollywood. They're uh. obsessed with pop culture. And what the Hollywood stars do is what's important, apparently. You and I, before Gardner Goldsmith arrived here tonight, <laughs> Gardner joining us from LibertyConspiracy.com as usual. Thank you, sir. Uh, before Gardner arrived... I had a conversation with you, Mark, and it was about what the Drudge Report considered the top news of the day. Now, okay, I guess it's not the top news because when you're on the Drudge Report, they've got the big headline and then they've got the stuff that appears on above the big headline. Sometimes so, they're breaking stories. Sometimes there's a whole bunch of little tiny things thrown in. But yeah, yeah. That's, so it wasn't like the, the big sub. Yeah, it wasn't the big headline, but it was the top. I mean, it was at the very top because the big headline's never at the top of the page. So I guess it is accurate to say that this was listed as the top news of the day at the Drudge Report. Almost all day long until right before the show started, uh, that's when they changed it. And, and what is this? Well, doesn't everyone know? Do <laughs> well, I even not, have to? Not the people that are listening to this podcast a year from now. Okay, good point. I, I was going to get to it, Mark. When it's encapsulated right. and the, the yes. aliens get it on uh, Alpha Centauri or something like that. Mark's been thinking a lot about this. We need to be able to, to, to identify what this is all about. It's this whole Kanye West thing uh, where apparently at the MTV Music Awards, he got up on stage, grabbed the microphone from, I believe the young lady's name is Taylor Swift, a country slash pop rap star or something like that. Named after the lead character of Planet of the Apes, actually. Is that true? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, this this whole I don't know much about these people. This, this whole switching from country to pop thing's been done before, Ms. Swift. It's not like Dolly Parton didn't do this crap. It's yeah, not this like is, this is yeah. It's not like oh, Kenny yeah. Rogers didn't do this. She's the pretty face of the moment. She's Dolly Parton has, has moved along yeah. at this at it's this true. point, and it's so it's 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 Taylor Swift's moment, right? Uh, and she's winning some first, award. Yeah, it was the first big award of the night. She, you know, what she is the? Well, I don't even know what the dress. award was. I think it was for best it female video. Best female video. Yeah. Okay. It was and, a big uh, VMA. That, that's all I And, yeah, you know, it was a music, music award. Music award. They, okay. they just had an hour of, you know, red carpet-like things and talking to people as they're just coming in. a bunch in of and, boring crap. Right. Uh, and know, apparently and Kanye West of, stumbles out drunk on the stage and decides to relieve her of the microphone in her big, big, big moment and talk about how her competitor should have won. You know, it wasn't even like that. It was, it was, you know, it looked like he was drunk. He might have been drunk. I don't know. He was drinking, uh, you know, J, J Beam, Jim Beam earlier, but... The the way it happened. Didn't he have the bottle in his hand or something like he, that? He took he took the microphone from her, and I think he took the statuette from her too. And she I don't was, know. She was standing there. This <laughs> I didn't poor see that girl. Picture. This poor girl standing there. She's nineteen years old. She's like, 
She's probably one of the most innocent people in the whole building yeah. at that place. Innocent. She's a little you know? surprised at what's going she's, on. She's speechless. She's She had just started to say, hey, you know, I'm a country singer. I never thought I'd win a VMA. And I was watching with my niece and my sister because we wanted to see Muse. And they weren't even allowed to play in the main room. They were relegated to a place across the street because nobody knows them in the United right. States. Right. Nobody knows what you're talking but about. But they're yeah, going to be right. huge. Oop. Muse, yeah. yeah. Uh So you know, then anyway, big time, big time. A year from now, everybody, a a week from now, everybody's gonna be talking about it. So uh, their new album comes out like today. We were talking about Ms. I know, but I had to sneak Muse in. So she's there, she's standing there in this (laughs) in this beautiful Gossamer outfit with those red painted. Lips you watched the, this way yeah, too many sorry. times. <laughs> I anyway, watched it once. Yeah, so he twice comes, maybe. He comes up from the left side, walks up, and you know, and he grabs the microphone. He says, "Hey, hey, hey. he says, I'm oh, sorry, you know, you're gonna have your moment, but I just gotta say that Beyonce, Beyonce's video was the greatest. That's like the greatest video of all time. <laughs> and it's oh, it's just so. And but then he and then he hands the microphone back over. So we were talking about this before you even arrived tonight. <laughs> and I bring it up. To, I'm bringing it up to Mark, just kind of venting to him about you know the state of uh, of this the society in which we live and the, and how interested they are in pop culture. That this would be the top story at the Drudge Report all day long, uh, all day long. Because I, I looked at it and I saw the headline, and the headline was something to the effect of you know. A uh, cognac drinking uh, Kanye West storms the stage at the music awards <laughs> and grabs the microphone and goes on a rant. And then, they, you know, they provide the link to the video. And I'm thinking, actually, what I'd seen earlier was, I, as I've said before, I sit on the, the toilet and I look through the uh, the Facebook uh, updates on my BlackBerry because, sure you know, people hey, would love to know that. something you, you got to do something when you're you on go. the toilet. There you go. And so I noticed a couple people had posted about this Kanye West thing. This was before I saw the news at the Drudge Report. It was earlier today. And I thought, well, wow, he must have said something pretty inflammatory. I mean, because somebody somebody said, oh, well, I agree with Kanye West, and then somebody else made another comment about the uh, whatever it was. I wasn't sure was sure uh, at that time. I wasn't sure what it was. So I thought, wow, this must be pretty inflammatory for people that are you know within the liberty movement essentially to be commenting on this on their Facebook profiles. So I went there and I saw this at the top of the Drudge Report, and I thought, wow, top of the Drudge Report, you know, this guy must have really said something controversial. And I went, I clicked on the video, and all he does is say, well, they're great videos, great. And then he hands the microphone back and you know goes away. And I thought, that's the big news? I understand what he did was rude. I understand it was uncouth. He's a, he's a jerk for going up and stepping in and on that moment. But that's the top story? That's what everybody's talking about? And, I, and I'm sitting here in the studio before the show lamenting to Mark <laughs> about the state of pop culture. And the first thing you say when you walk <laughs> no, through no, the door... No, no, second thing. First was, I hate Journey. I hate okay, Journey. Okay. I hate I Journey. Which, that one. which really bothers me. I mean, <laughs> it just, was just to uh, hear it, that. It was guys. the only thing that registered with me because <laughs> I was just complaining about people paying too much attention to pop culture. And then Gardner Goldsmith comes in here... No, no, but also, also I did mention Chinese, the Chinese tire situation. I did you mention did. that. you got to give you, me that. I've done telling you this is the first thing i heard from you and gardner goldsmith who i consider an, an intellectual giant who is uh, is far more intelligent than you and i put together mark i'm, I'm certain of this and he's it, it must be the biggest story because gardner goldsmith it is a big, was talking big about story it. but i uh, you know I, I can see where you're coming from that you you don't like the idea but it's just so gosh darned rude it was almost it was I mean, almost like the it was almost was like ex- the equivalent of somebody bringing a cute little puppy up and somebody brings their big old schnauzer up and it like bites it on stage you but know it's it wasn't like that a rant. sort of feeling that was no, not wasn't. a rant i expected him to like they said he was this drunken guy... i expected him to just go off you know just yammer <laughs> until until the hook came out 
or until the bouncers came out to remove the guy. But that didn't happen. He just said a few words, handed the microphone. It's like over that's and left. what he does. You know, he just yeah, he did he's it rude. once before. Did that and, sort of and, nonsense. You know, he just he, he has down spoiled, uh, you know, pop star. He has that crap down. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, it's it's amazing too because it's actually probably going to help Taylor Swift even more. Oh, I'm because sure. A lot of people who have heard about what's going on don't know the first thing about that. Girl. I wish Kanye West would come and snatch the microphone out of my hand. <laughs> I, mean, I, was gonna, I was actually going to pull something. I was going to grab your mic like, hey, wait a minute. I got to tell you, Beyonce deserves this microphone on Free Talk Live a hell of a lot more than you do. She it's, gave the best freedom monologue ever, Mark Edge. Fine. You snatching the microphone out of my hand just isn't going to do anything for my career, but, but you as know, much as I'd love it You to. know what's interesting is is the, the, the observation that you made, Ian, uh, is, is so salient about how – there it is on the Drudge Report, and it makes you think about what uh, people like Drudge, people like Fox News, and others do – and I think they do it intentionally. I used to do it on my show occasionally, which was to bring in a pop culture thing, knowing that maybe you'd be engaging certain people who might not typically go to your TV station or network tonight and, on Fox and News. It up. Strippers, yeah, that kind ex- of thing. exactly. Yeah. And and adding to that the other content you you seriously want to get. So you take ten percent out that's pop oriented, and then ninety percent you try that's to an make interesting substantive. Point. Yeah. I love the way Fox goes about reporting on strippers because yeah. they'll be like, you it's know, great. like. They'll be bumping and grinding and, These and, are put, the worst. and putting their their their, their, <laughs> yeah, yeah. their uh, little what twinkie right families? there in the camera and saying, "This is awful. Can you believe this?" Isn't They'll that turn around. Slow motion footage, <laughs> close up, shameful. <laughs> you can see their buttocks shaking, <laughs> and and then they'll be like, "This, this it's reprehensible." Let's go live to Geraldo Rivera in the strip club. Geraldo, <laughs> he's actually under a pile of strippers. Toll free <laughs> number. <laughs> Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Is this news, or am I you know, am I completely wrong? And this is important news. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. So bizarre. More coming up. You bring up whatever's on your mind. It is Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation. Well, now we've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some very special rates on some of my favorite gold and silver pieces. The Walking Liberty Half is a fantastic coin for the beginner investor and those who want usable silver should a monetary collapse occur. This coin is widely accepted as one of the most beautiful ever made. It's served our grandparents for more than 40 years, and you can get them for $8.69. Call 877-857-9938 or go to silver.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can at once. It's 877-857-9938, silver.freetalklive.com. Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI, 800-259-9231. SACL CAI, by the way, is a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early outbilling, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful, and they record every call and have the best equipment money can buy so your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com, and remember, it's SACL CAI. 
that is uh, the driving force behind a lot of the great liberty media that you see and hear out there in uh, in the world, in the world of uh, liberty media. That is, SACL CAI really uh, puts their money where their mouth is, and they're an awesome group of folks. You know course. what, Ian, I just have to comment. Uh, Jason Osborne, folks at SACL, you're, you're so right. And I was looking at some of the protests that happened over the weekend down in Washington, hmm. and I thought about how many people are starting to get uh, at least frustrated with the size, scope, uh, and uh, and, uh, and and depth to which the uh, federal government, at least, is invading their lives and so on. And I thought, how far ahead you guys have been, how far ahead a guy Jason Osborne has been in trying to get people to recognize what they say, you know, the gun in the room, what government represents, you know? He's, yeah, a, he's a great guy, and yeah. uh, we appreciate that he's been behind this show for so long. I think also a sponsor of uh, Liberty Conspiracy at libertyconspiracy.com, which is, of course, your website where you can go to get more great Liberty Audio content and blog posts as well, and uh, now a forum and yeah. really expanding out. Uh, so, oh, you know, Mar- uh, Garner, you mentioned that you've got the uh, the call-in line that people can use 24 hours a day, the voicemail yeah. line. We have uh, borrowed your idea as you're I gonna talk do, to you. you we're going to go go try that out. All right. Uh, we're, we're giving the number out to our Free Talk Live amplifiers first and foremost uh, to allow them to essentially test the waters on that. So we'll be talking more about the uh, the Free Talk Live soapbox here uh, awesome. in a little bit. The basic idea is if you don't get to listen to Free Talk Live live, as it's, you know, that's the best way to listen. If you're listening to the podcast, that's, you know, a great way to listen too, but it's hard to interact with the show if you're listening to the podcast or if you're listening on a radio station that isn't running us live, like um, in Florence, for instance. So if you aren't listening live, then it allows you to to respond to what you hear on the show. Of course, the chances that you're going to be played on the air aren't as large because if we get a bunch of messages, obviously we're not going to be able to play everybody's messages. Only certain ones will make it on the air. So I figured that's why we'll call it the soapbox because when you're up on a soapbox – Sometimes someone might might be listening to you. Sometimes they're just going to walk by. Uh, so similarly, when you call the Free Talk Live soapbox, maybe you'll be listened to. Maybe you won't. Maybe you'll get played on the air. Maybe you won't. So it'll be another give, way give to respond. It gives people to be uh, an opportunity to be uh, you know expressive and yeah. try new things. Oh, it's it's neat. And I always tell people, hey, record a song, tell a joke, uh, do an impression, make your own podcast. Yeah, who knows what'll get on the air? Yeah, I mean, whatever. And it's and you're right. It it allows for time slippage, uh, the time displacement. If people are listening to you online a little bit later, or maybe uh, they listen to you but they can't get to the phone. Uh, they can put the message in, and, and if you get the opportunity and you think it's valuable, bang, they're, they're there. So know? thank you, Gardner, for uh, for being the inspiration to getting me work on getting that done, because I've been meaning to do it for weeks, and then you beat me to the punch. So, uh, well, you know, the, competition, idea, but, yeah. the competition <laughs> spurred me to uh, to action. So we'll take your calls about anything, 800-259-9231. Again, the soapbox, only available at this point to Free Talk Live amplifiers, and uh, we'll uh, release it to the public here probably eventually. All right. Uh, you know, Gardner, since you mentioned this whole Capitol protest thing, we didn't get a chance to cover it over the weekend, but I guess this was pretty big news, right? I mean, a lot of people went to Washington, D.C. to, I presume, do the usual protest things of wave signs and chant, which, of course, I'm not a huge fan of necessarily because I don't think that it's going to really lead to anything too significant. But I think that the best thing that comes out of protests is the networking factor, is that I think there is a benefit to doing protests and doing demonstrations like this because you are able to meet new people, perhaps, that you've not met yet that are interested in your movement, whatever it is that you're protesting slash demonstrating for or against. You'll meet new people. You'll get to reach out to new people that haven't even heard anything about what you're doing. And to that end, I think that uh, such events are useful. Now, on the other hand, I think that the 
some of the methods I I personally find distasteful. I I can't stand chanting. It just <laughs> drives me up the wall. It's so mindless. It's so groupthink. I'm with you. And it's and you know usually the chants don't even agree with them uh, what the, what they're saying in in many cases. So. When I when I see people chanting, it's just an instant turn off for me. But you know, it is what it is, right? So the story is from the Washington Post, where tens of thousands of conservative protesters, many complaining that the nation is racing towards socialism, massed outside the U.S. Capitol on Saturday, angrily denouncing Obama's health care plan and other initiatives as threats to the Constitution. Now, of course, typically the conservatives have completely missed the boat here. And uh, where were their protests during the Constitution uh, ignoring Bush years? Oh, yes. that's right. They didn't have any. Yes. Because there was nothing – there was no violation of the Constitution that Bush engaged in that would have uh, done much to uh, set these people off. I mean, yeah. torturing people, no problem. Invading countries. War, yeah. 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 No problem. Invasion of privacy. Yeah, no problem. But now when Obama does the you know, basically the same thing, sure, he's talking about health care, but Bush did the, the Medicare thing. Absolutely. With the, uh, Medicare Part D. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, come on. There's, there's no, difference here. no difference here. I don't make that clear that I'm not siding with the crowd at this protest necessarily. I mean, I, I see what they're saying and I agree with it, but they're very myopic in that they think it's, this has all happened in the last six months. Oh, my gosh. And I don't know if all of them think that, but that's certainly the way this appears, isn't well, it? I don't know that I don't know that any of them necessarily think that, but it, it is a push. Essentially, I think most people see it as a push to get Republicans elected. Really, what's the option at this point? Uh, by by most standards, it's either Republican or Democrat. Clearly, we have a lot of Democrat going on in Washington D.C. Uh, all the people it seems that are out uh, protesting would likely vote for a Republican to replace most of these Democrats. And what's that going to get? I don't know. Yeah, at the I'd time, like the, what it's always gotten. I like the idea of having uh, the Washington as hamstrung as possible. So having you know a nice uh, big uh, you know a Republican uh, House perhaps, or a Democratic House, and then a Republican in the White House or whatever. Because that's really stopped us from getting to where we are. Right? It's it's yeah. slowed us down. I'll tell you, the times that they've know. grown have been in um, you know leaps and bounds in short periods as opposed to uh, you know the other periods. I'm not saying that solves the problem. It just simply slows them down. Yeah, I, I find it interesting. It seems like there is a, a period. Right now, where people are have been animated because of what they partially saw because of Bush, they they have been mentioning it. But I believe you're correct. There is a, a great uh, portion of those people who are there who have been become more animated since they've seen the push for this so-called health care reform, since they've seen the bailouts, um, all these types of things. I think it started off with with the Bush administration's final year. And um, that resentment has been growing. But I agree. There were certainly reasons for people to protest en masse under the Bush administration, and they did, and they did not. Whether it's a, a function of them just finally having had enough with government in Washington in general, or it's a mixture of that, and it's the opposition party in power. One of the things that I think is interesting is it seems like they're not really yet talking about getting Republicans in, which will probably be the natural outgrowth because they, they feel like they've got no place else to go. But right now it is just anger and resentment and disaffection, which I appreciate right now. Well, we don't know where it's going to go. I've seen the uh, the Republican candidates for 2010 oh, appearing oh. at these things. Yeah. So there is that factor. And it's, it is a lot there. of them are more local, though. I mean, the, yeah. that I've seen in different places. I mean, yeah. certainly 
the national ones will be at the national events. Uh, Toll-free number, 800-259-9231. Well, let's see what the, uh, the, the post selected to highlight about this particular event. And uh, we'll comment a little further. Take your calls as well about whatever is on your mind, 800-259-9231. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by NestleFamily.com, where nourishing healthy, happy families is filled with fun. Kid favorites like chicken fingers and meatballs can be loaded with fat and calories, but with a few tweaks, you can have a healthy alternative. Instead of frying chicken fingers, bake them. Use ground turkey in place of beef and substitute frozen yogurt for ice cream. Your kids won't miss a thing. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. The toll-free number for you to take control of the airwaves brought to you by SACL CAI is 800-259-9231. That again, 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Garth. And Mark. And we're inviting you to our website at freetalklive.com. Got a lot of features there, and we give them all away, including the archive. So if you've missed a moment of the show, click and download. They're yours free at freetalklive.com. Choose for Health. It's a chewable vitamin um, and antioxidant. It contains goji, mangosteen, acai, and nani fruit. You can uh, get a free week of Choose for Health by just calling this telephone number, 800-219-8874. All you have to do is pay for shipping and handling. It's 1-800-219-8874. Choose for Health. Toll-free number for us is 800-259-9231. I'm going to go back to the story uh, in the post about the big protest over the weekend uh, we'll talk about that in a moment, but let's go to your phone calls first and talk to Bob in Ohio listening to WCER in Canton. Hey, after I got all the information, uh, uh, I don't know, it was about six months after 9-11, and uh, the information feedback from uh, no weapons of mass destruction in Iraq, I called the White House and charged Mr. Cheney and Mr. Bush with crimes against humanity. Uh, with terrorism and uh, with high treason. Okay? So you say you so, charged them with it. Did they come to your court trial that you scheduled for them? Uh, no, I just gave them the charges and, and said that, uh, you know, that's the truth of the matter. So, uh, you know, that's that's what us that were in the loop that uh, could catch up with the information knew and wanted to let them know that not all of us were out there dummies, okay? So you were protesting early, man. I, I still stand on that, too, fellas. Sure, sure. I, I, I completely agree with you. It's just that I don't know if, if your charges will do much to them in, in the long run. They, I'm sure that all people that have held the role of president are used to having all kinds of nasty calls uh, come into their White House hotline, which is why they, I'm sure... You know, uh, answer answer every single one of them, and sure, then nobody answered them. anything. I was really. Sure. You know. I'm, I'm waiting for Homeland Security and NSA to become knocking on my door. Yeah, it's really. been nine years. Yeah, it doesn't seem very likely that that, that that's going to happen at this point. Or, Eight, eight and a half years. I mean, you didn't threaten them with anything. You just said no, you charged sir. them with, with but something. No, sir. Yeah, I got to say, I, I appreciate so much someone looking at the panoply of government actions with clarity, with, with a, an eye on equivalency, regardless of party, regarding uh, human rights, uh, natural rights, and free market economics. And, and I, I was in a conversation with a woman, I'll tell you about a little more later, but I, I just... Uh, tried to talk to this woman and ask her if she was in favor of if she was upset about George Bush's invasion of people's privacy on their phone lines 
uh, for supposed national security. She said, oh, absolutely. But she's in favor of Barack Obama's health care plan. So I said, so what happens when they want to get your medical data without a warrant? Well, of course, that's a different story, you see. They that's won't need for warrants. a noble cause right. for health care for everyone. So invading my privacy is fine then. Bob, any other thoughts for us tonight? Yes, sir. I, I protested uh, the Patriot Act. I protested NAFTA. I, I protested uh, against the major things in Congress members. And I protested the chemtrail sprays. Uh, I protested the fluoride in the water. I protested the uh, mercury in the shots. Uh, and, and they went know, and they did it all anyway. Not that I subscribe to the chemtrail thing, but go, thank you, Bob, fellas. for the call. I appreciate hearing from you. And that's about all that protests do, right? You can get out there and shout and scream and chant and wave your signs. Perhaps somebody will think you are as sane as Bob. And then they'll go and they'll do what they want anyway. I mean, the uh, you remember the whole bailout thing? There were all kinds of uh, there's all kinds of outrage about that. Not necessarily organized events like we're we're talking about here that happened over the weekend. But there was a lot of outrage. People made a bunch of phone calls, and they didn't get what they wanted. The, indus- the industrialists got what they wanted. The people that are connected to the government got what they wanted, not the people, mm-hmm. the rest of us. So, so that's why, you know, protests, yeah, they'll make you feel good. They, they, uh, they make you feel like something is happening. Uh, you know, it's all light but no heat or something like that. I don't know if that's the right, uh, the right phrase to, mm-hmm. to throw out there, but... The Washington Post, uh, talking about the crowd at the National Mall, or uh, gathered at the west front of the Capitol after a march along Pennsylvania Avenue, invocations of God and former President Ronald Reagan. See, right there, right there, right off the bat, uh, they, they go off the wrong direction. These people don't know, they don't realize that Ronald Reagan presided over an increase in the size of government that was tremendous. Like, I believe Harry, Brown's, uh, Harry Brown said it was 69% something like that, the increase in the size of the state. Oh, well, you know, he had to do that. He had a Democratic Congress. What? Doesn't he have a veto Veto? pen? Doesn't he have the ability to say, nope, sorry, nope, sorry, nope? George Bush, of course, what did he veto less than five things the entire time he was in Most office? Of well, <laughs> you know, you got to be bipartisan. It's very important, bipartisanship. Yeah. Well, See, George a... Bush's, it was all Republicans. I don't think he used his veto pen until his sixth year in office. So, now... I'm not saying these people are without hope. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that uh, clearly this is a part. You know, this is clearly a partisan event, uh, and they they aren't looking honestly at their own heroes. Their own heroes are are so enshrined in their um, their belief system that they're you know you can't touch them. It's like talking to somebody that believes Abraham Lincoln is the man that freed the slaves. Uh-huh. That Abraham Lincoln gave a damn about uh, people being enslaved. Sorry, the history just doesn't show that. And the history doesn't show that Ronald Reagan was a small government guy, at least not by his actions. Yeah, I know. He's got some great quotes. He really does have some awesome, uh, you know, small government quotes. Talk is cheap. That's why and we I, do it here six nights a week. And I got it. That's pretty funny. I got to tell you, you know, he tried in certain fronts. My dad was down there in the uh, education department, and they were trying to eliminate the education department. There was no way that they could do it. He tried to pare down some social programs, but they still grew. Uh, he Why is it had... the Republicans always want to go after the social programs, though? 
Well, the, see, you they, know, like, see, this is the thing. War they think, is the biggest government program well, of them all. That's the thing. They think, and it kills people. Well, this is the thing. They think that since the Constitution grants the federal government the power to handle national defense. They can go all in. They can go all in. Exactly. Sure. No, so Reagan no problem. in the middle Just, of the Cold War, national defense and so on, go to Nicaragua, all these different types of things. So they thought that that was justified. Mm. You know. Yeah. So words on a piece of paper have justified violence against a tremendous amount of people around yeah, the world. Yeah, just yeah, lovely. Yeah, yeah. Never de- a declared war either. But know. here's some more from the from the story. Invoca- Neither is this one that's going on in Somalia. Drew yeah, La- uh, yeah. invocations of Ronald Reagan drew loud cheers, echoing across the mall on a windy overcast after- afternoon. Hundreds of yellow "Don't Tread on Me" flags flapped in the breeze. Hell hath no fury like a taxpayer ignored, declared Andrew Moylan, head of government affairs for the National Taxpayer Union, urging protesters to call their representatives because you know that does so much. <laughs> We own the dome, they chanted, pointing at the Capitol. Really? Prove it. You own the dome? Just like uh, Anarcho Jesse here in uh, Keene, New Hampshire, owned the uh, piece of property that he put a hoe into the, uh, the ground on, in case you uh, weren't here listening for this. Uh, one of the activists here in Keene went and put a four-inch hoe into the ground in Central Square in Keene, New Hampshire, to plant a garden, public property. Sure. So therefore he owns it, just like they're saying. They own the dome. Right. Uh, well... He was arrested, and now he's wanted to be uh, – they, they want him to show up at jails to spend two days in jail for putting a hoe in the ground. Great Make example. You we were just talking about New York. New York wants to uh, impose uh, fines on people for smoking out in public in parks. And Mark but they own the parks. They own the parks. And there you go. So you know, you need to take that next step to say what is improper here is the government owning this property. And people claiming that we own it, we as a prove group, it. yeah, prove it exactly. Ownership means the able the ability to control. Exactly, it's, it's <laughs> the ultimate. It's the perfect tragedy of the commons situation. It really shows. And if people aren't familiar with the tragedy of the commons, is what happens is when government pulls everybody in for common ownership, nobody can use it because if they all utilize it, it'll get overused. So there you go. Jesse tries to put the hoe in. Oh well, this is yours, but nobody can use it. Uh, what do you mean? Yeah. Uh, we own this mall. Right. Oh, you, you do? You own it, but, uh, you own a piece of it, but we get to say how you can use it. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, th- so just to give you the, the latest on that case, uh, Jesse was, it was demanded, he, he was served papers this weekend saying he had to show up tonight at 9 p.m. He called the police saying he doesn't have a ride to the jail, and yeah, he really didn't want to go anyway. So he's going to be the first activist to, to actually non-cooperate when it comes to reporting to jail to assist in his own caging. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that here. It's going to develop uh, probably later tonight or maybe the next time they spot it. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line tonight. It's Ian with you. And guard. And Mark. And we invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. If you enjoy this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. You know Amazon, the world's largest internet retailer? Yeah, they got a lot of stuff there. There's uh, dozens of categories, even used items. So if you need to save a few extra bucks, you can do it. Uh, in fact, you can even save on brand new items by ordering the ones that have the free Super Saver shipping. I love that feature about Amazon. You can love it, too. Go to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Get the stuff you need. Get the stuff you want at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. And we'll get... A percentage of the purchase. Uh, so, continuing here about the big protest. Bunch of people chanting, waving signs, yeah, probably some yelling. 
going on, typical protest things. I mean, I actually didn't see any footage from it, but I saw some of the pictures, and it looked like a protest. And, you know, I think this is good, because the uh, conservative types, they didn't really do this stuff very often in the past. I mean, <laughs> do you recall true. any conservative protests? The, in only, the only people were the uh, pro-life people, really. That was about it. Yeah, yeah, so this is a much more generalized thing, and and to that end, it's good. And good for them for getting out and and getting their feet wet in, and, you know, kind of grassroots activism, right? But at the same time, I'm just not a huge fan of the the general things that go on at, at protests, like chanting. Like chanting, we own the dome. We own the dome. Yeah. Well, no, you don't, because <laughs> you can't control it. The men with the guns calling themselves the Federal Protective Service, or DHS. Right. They you wrote own them the, the check. Dome. Yeah. <laughs> Your money is gone, and you don't own the dome. Yeah. You wrote them the check. You did it willingly, and you bought this whole story that this government is, you know, by the people, for the people. It's by the lobbyists and for the lobbyists. Do you think the guys back, you know, the mechanics and the Sons of Liberties went out there when they were protesting in uh, Boston saying, we own the Parliament building? We own the Parliament building? No. Nah, man, it's taxation without representation, and then it's violence. That's what it is. These I want to know if they chanted back then. because yes, it seems, exactly. They were a little more highbrow like, than Right. That. They seem like they're a little more intellectual, yes. and chanting is about They got as, shot in the uh, – they managed to get themselves shot in the Boston Massacre somehow, and I don't think it's just by – you know, standing around. Right. Well, right, exactly, because, uh, and I don't have the quote, but maybe it's Alexander Haig uh, over at uh, nh3.com. They've got it up at the top of the forum there, but it basically says that, oh, yeah, let them, you let know, them let them protest want. and yeah. chant all they want as long as they keep cutting the checks at the uh, end of the year. Yeah. As long yeah. as they keep sending us the money, as long as they keep obeying, they can protest all they want. The demonstrators are part, this is the Washington Post, part of a loose-knit movement. That's galvanizing anti-Obama sentiment across the country, stoking a populist dimension to the Republican Party, which has struggled to find its voice since the 2008 elections. And they talk about how battling the president legislatively has been difficult. And after a spring of anti-tax rallies and summer health care protests proved to be effective, a growing number of GOP leaders are dropping their wariness and seeing the political possibilities of latching on to this freewheeling coalition. Translation? They see political benefit been, yes. in siding with these people. So that's, sure. what I was, that's what I was saying. I, I think you know this has grown out of dissatisfaction and dissension among people who don't like what the government is doing. I think your point, and and this is you know inevitable that the political types are going to be seeing this. They I, will I, capitalize yeah. on the dissatisfaction. Yeah. They will promote themselves as the solution. It's the same stuff that happens. Over and over again, and they fall for it every time. All we can hope is that more people will start to wake up and figure out that both sides are actually screwing them equally, and they'll come out of the entire red-blue paradigm. But what's going to happen is these politicians will, you know, will embrace these people, and they'll start talking about freedom, and they'll start talking about how bad and socialistic Obama is, and socialism is bad, and socialism is bad. They'll be right about that. But then when they get the votes. When they win, as they will, because, you know, Americans are pretty responsive to the whole be free message. But they'll get the votes, they'll get back into office, and it'll be business as usual, except it'll be their side that's uh, in control again, just like they were for so many years under the Bush administration. The faces might have changed, there may be some new younger blood in there, but it's the same old situation, it's the same organization that put them in power. 
Remember what happened when the Ron Paul guys tried to actually invade the uh, Republican convention? Right. Do you remember what happened? Well, invade might be a rough word. They tried. They, they were, were treated as invaders. Tried to get treated as they should have been treated right. uh, for a guy who went the whole the whole the whole route. They on were them. legit reps and yep. and that whole thing. And they they were you know they, they they handled the committee as though they you know they didn't have bylaws and they did whatever they wanted. The, the Republicans did. They treated them like invaders and did whatever they could to stop the Ron Paul people from influencing the results. The old guard is still well entrenched and the whole idea that there's been anything that's changed about the Republican Party or its representatives or the people that are running for office under that banner I think is completely fallacious these people are having the wool pulled over their eyes again and we're watching it happen now this is where I I have some mixed feelings I feel very excited to to finally be seeing these Republican and name only jerks, these these so-called middle of the road guys, uh, finally seeing what their destruction of the Constitution and their uh, embrasure of a bigger government, socialistic stuff from the Republicans has done. It has caused a, a very large portion of those Republican people to become very angry with them, too. And the question is, as you say, Beyond this point, will the people continue to express dissent and dissatisfaction with those Republican factions? And if they do, if they do get some percentage of concessions from that Republican Party out there, as you say, will there be a little blip of hope for a guy like me? And should I have a little more sense and say, you know what, in the long run, after a few years, it's going to be the same old thing. It's going to be the same thing, even if the Republican Party starts to recognize, oh, these people are very angry. They want to pare down government. Will they start to do what they've done in the past? Well, you know, we, we can't do this because we have to look like we're being uh, we're making compromises. We're being mm-hmm. bipartisan. So we can't really pare down the prescription sure. drug plan for seniors. We can't really do this. And, of course, we have to have a police state on immigration. Right. And that's, uh, by the way, um, I, I, I believe I'm going to make a prediction on health care. That is how health care is going to go through, is the Republicans will say, okay, we'll sign anything as long as you don't give it to those GD Mexicans. Mm. Huh. That's my prediction. Isn't it? That's pretty sad. But they, come on. Come yeah. on. That's, that's how it's going to go, right? Is, okay, we'll take socialized medicine in some form or another, and I don't know how it's going to go. And obviously they have to pare it down a little bit from what the, the plan is currently. But as mm. long as you make it, Mr. Obama, as long as you make it so those citizens only, gosh darned Mexicans can't get none. Well, Even the ones that, that look Mexican. No, no, no. They they won't say that. They'll say those illegals because yes, they're not sure. they're not talking about Mexicans, Mark. It's not an anti-brown people thing. It's but it it's is. all them illegals, right? That's what they're going to say. You're exactly right. It is really about Mexicans. It is really about people coming across the southern border and other brown folk. That's what it's about. I can't tell you how many people I've, um, you know, you you talk to, you get a chance to, to, to discuss with, you know, white people when they, um, you know, have their guard down and they think they, they're talking to somebody who agrees with them. Mm. uh, You know, just another Republican and. It's what they complain about is the Spanish language. What really? they complain the about cultural differences. Right. They don't like that. What yes, they complain about is somebody coming in and um, uh, you know displaying their flag, pressing one for English, uh, um, taking their uh, taking jobs away from good old Americans, as though Americans are going to pick strawberries. Uh, you know. You know that that's an excellent point. Although I have to say, I think brats. I, I I have a slightly different opinion on this. I think what will happen is that. 
Uh, I mentioned today on the podcast that I produced that there have been 167 amendments proposed by the Republicans in the Senate to these bills. Now, I'd love to get your opinions on this, you guys. If the Republicans really aren't going to play ball on this, if they're really going to stand up against this, why aren't they just saying we're not no. going to vote for this? Why they keep why on they putting amendments? amendments? Exactly. Yeah. What what sort Give of game are they playing here? Yeah. yeah, that's very troubling to me. And the other thing is, you that, know what I think, Gardner? I think uh, I, I think we should just nuke Mexico. <laughs> well, see, <and laughs> that'll I, solve the problem. I do have a, a slightly different take. I think there are a number of people that, when you get down to it, they don't like the cultural differences and they want to do anything they can to try to stop what they think is illegitimate of That's right, foreigners getting what should be legitimately American welfare. I don't like you know? these cultural yeah. changes because everything <laughs> should be the same. We should all be white. We should all be Christian. We should all be the same. We See, should all have blonde hair. I don't. I don't necessarily think that. Uh, you know, I, I. I haven't really experienced that too much. Uh, but I do know that they it, say it variety does... is the spice of life. But that's because they're Mexicans and they like spices. I like <laughs> I, everything nice and plain. I, <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> Drop a nuclear it. weapon. <laughs> I mean nuclear. 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 Yeah, thank I you. have to actually try to say it wrong. Uh, but I, I think I think there is a lot of, of frustration out there right now about the health care plan. People do feel like the government is invading contracts that they've made with their health insurance companies. Yep. But they need to look at the larger picture. They they're need saying, to look at the economic chess game that's been played. Right. They're the, saying they don't want government health care and leave our Medicare alone. That's I mean, you know, a great what? point. More on the way here. Hour two's coming up. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. As a small business owner, you know that communication between clients and employees is essential to your company's success. Email is part of your company's DNA, but you didn't get into business to manage email. It's time to evolve with DNAmail.com. Get Microsoft Exchange-hosted email services with free activation and setup, 24-7 support, and 99.99% guaranteed uptime, all starting at $8.95 a month. DNA Mail even supports your BlackBerry and iPhone and offers a free Microsoft SharePoint Internet portal to keep everyone connected. Look, you know what it costs to set up an email system. Don't blow your budget on fighting viruses and having an IT specialist on call. Save time and money with DNAMail.com. Every standard or unlimited exchange mailbox will get a free copy of Microsoft Outlook 2007 or Entourage 2008. Call us at 800-628-3204. That's 800-628-3204. Or visit dnamail.com and join the evolution. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the second hour of the program. You can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free, and you can bring up whatever you want at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Guard. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. And freetalklive.com. Right back into your phone calls we go. And then coming up, Guard, I want you to dig in a little bit further into a conversation, You, I guess an extended conversation you've been having with one particular lady <laughs> about various different government policies and that sort of thing. Yeah, so yeah. I want to get to that. But let's go to these calls. People have been waiting very patiently. Starting with Dave in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Dave. Hey, gentlemen. Dave Ridley from RidleyReport.com. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, 
I've been getting a lot of emails over at the Ridley Report. People, they want me to cover a specific story. Can you do a story about this or that? And usually it's like some national thing. I don't have any video for it. I just wanted to give a couple pointers as to how to get your story on the Ridley Report. And if you do that in the process, you'll get better at making your own stories and maybe getting your stories in the mainstream press. Okay. How can you do it? There are two, there are two things I wish people would do when they have a story idea. Go out and do a protest. If you've got a problem with something, go protest it. It's something you can do. Get video of it. Send me the video. Then, then I'll cover it. Right. Uh, then you have a reason. Some... Then you then it's easy for you because you don't have to cobble something together uh, to put in front of viewers. Now, Dave Ridley is uh, the man behind Ridley Report, and it's a great I, – I consider it a, a window into the world of the activism, uh, the liberty movement up here in New Hampshire. But you do occasionally cover things that are happening outside of the activist movement, and so that's what you're saying. You're saying if there's something worth happening, get out there, cover it yourself, put up, in, uh, put up your own YouTube channel, put up your own video, and then give you a heads up. If you don't like the news, go make some. Uh, but uh, the, um, there, uh, one example of how this worked out really well is there was a guy in uh, Fort Worth, Texas, who's a free stater, and he went and did some FIJA activism outside the Tarrant County Courthouse. And what That's he the fully informed along. jury association informing people that they have the right to say not guilty based on their feelings about the law, not what the judge says. Right. So he anyway, he's out there, and the prosecutor came up and started debating with him. So he just got video of it, sent it to me. Bang, he's on the Ridley Report. It doesn't matter. I mean, if something that good, it don't care if it's not in New Hampshire, especially if it's a free state. Oh, that's a great point. Yeah, and, you but, know, um, I think, I think Dave, also that there is a – we were talking about the protests on the mall in Washington, Dave, and I think there is a – there's an energy and there's a synergy – uh, I hate to use the word synergy because it seems so uh, ridiculous to use sometimes. You know, all the all the high flute and people. There's a, a synergy word. out there. There could but be a synergy. There, there, yeah, there's yeah, there's something that is happening with a lot of people right now, and I just don't want it to to shut off. I want people to remain energized. So I think the more people get out there and protest, the more they'll see that people are protesting. It's a snowball effect. I kind of like it. I, I like it. And any one person can do this. All you gotta do, if you don't like something, just take a camera to the place where it's happening, pick a cheap sign, you, you know, and get a picture of yourself with a sign. Even if no one else shows up, it's something, it's more than nothing. Dave, so I'm wondering, do, th- this guy who did the FIJA, um, the out- outreach there in, in Texas, was he wearing a Chewbacca outfit? <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's, um, Mark, you're referencing something that Dave uh, innovated. He had done some uh, fully informed jury association activism as Chewbacca. He actually has a... One of the Rebel Alliance. Right, a very professional... Yeah, a very professional <laughs> chewy. Uh, it is a very good outfit. chewy outfit, and it's a great way to get attention. In fact, uh, Dave, I believe you're actually renting that uh, costume out to people if they want to use it. Correct. So, uh, so RidleyReport.com, that's where people can go to see what you do to get some ideas for maybe how to do some of this themselves. But, you know, Dave, it's a whole lot easier to just complain than to get out there and do something. Oh, okay. Well, I thought about that. If it's easier, then definitely don't. Uh, just, just continue complaining. Yeah, I mean, why go out and do something when you could just call your representative? I mean, they'll take care of it for you. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty useless. Thanks for the call tonight, Dave. Appreciate hearing from you, sir. All right, thanks, guys. Yep, 800-259-9231. We go to, I believe we have Keith in Connecticut on the amp line. Hello, Keith. Good evening. Keith, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I received one of those nasty invoices from the uh, 
gang of marauders, I believe you described, except this one was in the federal government. This was the state of Connecticut. Oh, dear. They have decided that over the summer, I, uh, I apparently did not follow the rules on uh, auto insurance. Now, to give some uh, perspective here, I recently went on deployment for the U.S. Navy. So during that time, I stored my vehicle in my garage on my property. Then I contacted my insurance company, told them, hey, I don't really need this insured. It won't be driven on public roads, so it meets the minimum requirements for Connecticut law. Let's go ahead and put it on the minimums. Mm -hmm. They did that. But someone at the insurance company messed up and allowed the the letter that automatically goes to the DMV to go out and tell them that I had a lapse in liability coverage. Now, the insurance company has since contacted the the, uh, Connecticut DMV several times but nonetheless, here in a week, they're going to go ahead and suspend my life, my uh, registration, rather, on the vehicle anyway. However, they did send me two nice letters. If I send them $200, uh, they will oh. make it all go away. You know, they're all about service. I mean, they're just trying to help you out. Certainly. Well, speaking <laughs> of the service, I can't $200. Go ahead. I, I actually cannot contact the representative. They no longer receive phone calls or in-person transactions. Wait, 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 wait. Point, point of information, you said the representative. You mean the representative for the DMV or the state representative? Correct, the, the DMV. Gotcha. So they won't allow you to actually go to the DMV in person? Correct. <laughs> literally reading off their website, I cannot go there in person. I must send them a letter, and then the letter, they can decide whether that letter is sufficient to resolve the problem. Mm. And uh, I need to send it at least two weeks in advance, else... Uh, I will no longer be permitted to operate my motor vehicle. Oh, my God. I can tell you the letter will be sufficient if it's included with a uh, $200 check. (laughs) Correct. Literally, the thing actually reads, uh, you're also agreeing not to ever contest this. Wow. You are not. You are are waiving. By, wait a minute, uh, by, by paying it or by sending a letter? By, by signing the, uh, the letter that, the request for the $200, the, uh, the bribery request. Mm -hmm actually reads on the bottom as a consent agreement that goes along with the $200. The respondent, without the admission of wrongdoing of any nature, whether criminal or civil, does not desire to contest the matter and agrees to waive the right to seek a judicial review of the agreement. Wow. Now, that's what you would have to sign if you were paying it, right? Right. I'm not paying it. I absolutely refuse. So how will you – are you going to let the insurance company continue to handle this, or are you going to get in touch with an attorney? Because you, you can only do it uh, – The last two months, my insurance company has been handling this. Mostly I've now just – I called them today and said, hey, send me all the evidence I'm going to need if this comes to court because uh, I'm not going to pay the fine, and apparently they're not listening to you. So, And then at that point, I thought I could just call. I only found out today <laughs> that I can't actually – contact a person without a letter. I have to use their postal system and pay them a stamp in order to resolve this. Well, you might be able to drive down and hand it to them, but that might be a little more uh, costly uh, to your time. That's, well, I've done honestly, that before. I've, it, I've hand-delivered it, it things. Says, it says on their website, I am prohibited Let's from... Uh, there is no uh, representatives at the DMV dealing with this currently, so I, isn't that kind of breaking one of their rules? Hmm. Well, that's a good. That's a good point. I mean, if you're just, I mean, there's somebody there, right? Obviously, they're processing people and taking their money. So what they mean is, there's no one that's going to talk to you about it. Like you could probably go down there and give them a check, and they would, you know, take care of it for you. I would think they would do that because they want your money. Yeah, it'd be right? interesting it to might, go in in a might friendly. Be able to bend the rules like that, but it literally reads: there are no persons 
uh, no in-person transactions conducted at any office of the Department of Motor Vehicles. <laughs> oh, transactions? Wow. No, no, no transactions regarding license or registration suspension. They've probably gotten tired okay. of getting threatened with guns. Um, then you're right. So you them couldn't a, do that. Send them a singing telegram. See how that goes. <laughs> do they still have those? <laughs> Yo, sure. You can always get a singing telegram. Wow. That's great. It's not very official. You know, it's just somebody going out and singing. I know, you know but I... I I've never actually seen it happen in real life, and I didn't know they, they still offered such a service. Yeah, it might be worth testing out, you know, just stopping by and saying, oh, you know, I was just passing through the area, and I just wanted to sort of try to clear this up. Seems like there's something something was dropped. Here's some of the documentation here, and uh, if oh, I yeah. can get this handled, then see if they say, I'm sorry, we cannot handle of a human they transaction. Will. Yeah, <laughs> and, they, and they will say it just like that in a very, uh, very robotic voice. But you should do, I like Gardner's suggestion, but make sure you bring a video camera yes. if you're going to do something like that. Bring a friend as well uh, to, uh, to record it that way. You don't have to think about recording and what you're going to say, that sort of thing. And uh, if you've got more, hang on, there may be more to your story. Uh, More in moments, your calls as well about anything. It's Free Talk Live, because he's not going to pay this. What's going to happen? Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks, and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. The toll-free number for you to take control of the airwaves and bring up anything is 800-259-9231. And that again, 1-800-259-9231. Brought to you by SACL CAI. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Guard. And Mark. And we invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. We've got a Facebook profile. You can go to facebook.freetalklive.com. Become a fan there. That's facebook.freetalklive.com. Go to BigHeadPress.com and enjoy the, uh, the the comics that they have over there, all for free. The two that are going on right now are Escape from Terra, which is an on-running serial that uh, I have really enjoyed, and a brand new one called Phoebus Crumb, which is uh, turning out, starting out uh, to be very interesting, quite titillating. Um, there, there's also several other uh, you know completed series there, so you can read the read them start to finish. I find them to be all very well written, thoughtful comics, and I think you'll enjoy them too. Go to BigHeadPress.com. They are free for the try-in, and then if you really like them, you can order the comic books. BigHeadPress.com. So we're going back to Keith. He is in Connecticut. Uh, Keith, you're back on Free Talk Live, and you were telling us that there was um, a screw-up that basically resulted in the uh, Department of Motor Vehicles down there in Connecticut revoking your driving privileges. Is that uh, accurate to say, or was it the registration? On the, the car. Uh, it's currently just the registration, but I am I'm not permitted to operate said vehicle, and I don't plan on buying another one just to uh, facilitate my ability to travel to work. Now, what is said vehicle? Can you tell us? Uh, it's just a Nissan truck. Okay. I mean, is it new? Is it old? Is it? It's a it's a used vehicle. I I picked it up off of a used lot for okay. I don't know, like three grand. So when they so when they steal it from you, then it won't be the end of the end of the world. Like you know, you didn't pour no, a whole no, lot of money. I, into I, it. I'll, I'll be really aggravated because they're you know, aggressing against me directly instead of just asking for me to give them things. Mm. But, you know, it's important to go into something like this where you aren't going to pay the $200 uh, extraction that they're demanding from you in order to set everything straight. Sure, it was just a paperwork snafu, but, hey, it's going to cost you, Keith, to make this right. So they're going to try to extract money from you. You're not going to pay it, which means that this may come to an impasse, and you're going to keep driving your truck around, which means that eventually somebody's going to flip on their blue and reds, pull you over, and you may end up going to the pokey for a night. I believe it. We've actually been discussing that with uh, with my girlfriend because 
moreover, if I try not to pay it and that does come to an issue, um, I am a bureaucrat myself, and they will force me to pay it by just garnishing wages almost Ooh. immediately because yeah. I'm in the Navy. Oh, yeah. So I really don't have a full option of civil disobedience here anyway because I'm kind of, as long as I continue complying with showing up to work as a sailor, I, I'm well, obedient in one fashion anyway. Yeah, but to, but to your credit, though, uh, being in the military can mean you can pull out the, this is how you treat a veteran card. <laughs> you can pull that one out. I'm serving and I'm, I'm killing people in, in foreign countries for you people. <laughs> I was defending America. I'm killing little brown men to keep you free so you can give out tickets to God oh, loves veterans like oh, me. Oh, man. Wow. I had considered showing up at... I was, I was really hoping to get a to get a court date so I could show up in uniform and apologize for de- being on a deployment that they wanted me on. Oh, oh that's great. That's awesome. So, yeah, will you keep us in the loop here and let us know what happens as this uh, develops as it inevitably will? All right, that sounds hey, great. You hey, guys have a great night. Thank hey, you. Can, hold on, can hold on. I ask you a quick question, man? Ask you a sure. quick question? Okay. Uh, I often listen to these talk shows where the hosts are on there, and they're sort of these neocon. They call themselves independent. I, I think of Jay Severin as a perfect example and others who are out there. And uh, whether they say you're a great American or whatever, the, the minute they say they find out that someone is a veteran, they always thank say – Thank you for your service. Exactly. Or they find out someone's related, thank you for your family's sacrifice for our nation, for our country. <laughs> what What is your opinion when you hear that? Does it just, you know, not really – is it just a nice thing you say, oh, well, thanks a lot? Or does it ever strike you in a different way? I'd be fascinated to find out about that. I, I started out at first uh, – I started out as a uh, as a conservative. I've since moved past that. But uh, initially I would just say thanks. I'd be kind of – it was kind of awkward, but now I've responded with, uh, I'm sorry for wasting your money. Because <laughs> wow. clearly that's all I've accomplished. We have a $3 billion warship that I help run and help take all over the all over the oceans and go give uh, happy senators a ride so they can go, we, I was on a submarine. So mostly I just respond <laughs> with that. It normally awesome. makes it even more awkward. Yeah, I was going to say, what kind, of, what kind of gaping looks do you get from people after you say that back to them? It, it depends. I, it, it varies, but mostly they just change the subject really fast. Wow. Because that, I haven't had. I've only done it a couple of times. But yeah, they yeah, think it's, it's a, well. It's because they think reactive. it's right. They think it's safe. You know, they think that's a safe thing to say. It's like saying happy holidays or something like that to people. Yeah. They think that well, if it's a, someone who's in the military, they'll appreciate being appreciated. So they uh, they just spew that out, whether they mean it or not. I'm sure they do. Um, but I'm wow. sure they do. Thank you for the call well, tonight. I, I appreciate this. Before you go on, oh, okay, no, everybody has I, I wanted one you. too. Do, do Why you don't have, you just say thank you when you're done? Mark? Do, you, do you get uh, class A blues or whatever that they do they give those to you? Do you have to buy class A blues um, in order you, to? Well, they give you the money for them and then you buy them from them. So I guess it's an wow. accounting snafu, but yes, they do give it to us. Okay, good. I'm sure glad that they give you the money to buy them from them. Um, yeah, it, it's pretty great. Is that is the idea that why why do they do that? I don't know. It's actually the same reason why they give us pay and then take taxes back out of it, even though the yeah. entire thing comes out of tax dollars. So really, they're wasting extra time and money and accountants, you know, man hours to accomplish that little, I guess, just indoctrination that, hey, you're still a taxpayer. Got it. There you go. Yeah. Anything else, gents? Um, on the statement with the uh, the reaction of people, I guess they don't really understand that there are many of us in the military who feel... Uh, that the oath that we took 
for the Constitution and just in general that we're defending the domestic presence here in the country. Yeah. Uh, I guess they assume automatically that by being in the military, we believe in what the military is doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I think many of us have fallen into the trap of jumping in all gung-ho at 18 and jumping out of high school and then finding out a year later that, oops, uh, what did I do? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, it took me a heck of a lot longer than uh, 19 years old to, to figure out that the, the federal government was about killing people and uh, stealing money as opposed yep. to uh, you know, really doing anything good for us. Keith, thank you, sir. Appreciate the call and keep us in the loop on the, uh, the driver situation. I appreciate the time tonight at 800-259-9231. It's just I wish another... I'd have found that out by 29, as a matter of fact. <laughs> it's just another groupthink uh, example of yeah. why it is that people, uh, whenever they see somebody in the military who are of that mindset, they just presume that, well, military member? Must be on board with bombing people. Uh, A lot of people got into the military because it was free college. You know, they didn't necessarily want to get in so they could well, kill people and get away with and it. And even so, once they did get in, they changed their minds uh, yeah. about what their experience was like. Yep. So yeah. it's just another example of how people place other folks into groups and they just conveniently leave them there because it's easier for them. They don't have to think independently. They don't have to, you know, find out if this person is an individual or what, what they really think. And then when they actually do find out, when someone like Keith comes out, comes back with a snappy retort uh, to the thank you for your service cliche, then they don't know how to handle it. Yeah. It's so uh, so world-shaking to them, so uh, unusual and iconoclastic. Not to mention, if the military was so gosh darn great, why would there be far, far, far more people who have left it than the ones that stayed? Toll-free number. Great question. I've never heard that one asked before. 800-259-9231. You should hold that question for one of those uh, what? Military da-da-da! Those guys that call in. You know, I've World asked War them II. what their response is. I've asked them on the air what their response is, is that they, well, they did their service. They they felt obligated ah. to do their level of service. They did their service, and now they're, they're out. More on the way. You take control. Free Talk Live. Notorious space pirate Phoebus Crumb had retired to a frontier world, only to see it destroyed by raiders. Now, Crumb is given a new ship, a new crew, and a dangerous new mission. Infiltrate deep within enemy territory and destroy a deadly dreadnought that threatens the balance of galactic power. Follow the illustrated adventures of L. Neal Smith's Phoebus Crumb online now at BigHeadPress.com slash PK. via the toll-free number here on Free Talk Live, 800-259-9231. The number brought to you by SACL CAI. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Garth. And Mark. We are inviting you to our website, freetalklive.com. Live streams, broadband version of the show, and a dial-up version, both free for you, and a webcam as well, over at listen.freetalklive.com. Now is the time for you and your aunt, uh, family to be armed and trained to levels that exceed law enforcement and military standards. Front site provides just such training without any uh, military boot camp mentality or drill instructor in drill instructor attitudes. There you go. Sorry. Secure a front sight defensive handgun course today. You'll get a uh, 30 to 30 state concealed weapons permit and a free handgun. Go to frontsight.com today. That's All right, we continue with your phone calls and go to Frank listening to WCER in Canton. You're on go free Navy. Talk. Hey, fellas, could you get <laughs> could you get Barry Sotero Sotero, to turn on the water out in the West Coast for the farmers out there. Who? Second of all, could you get uh, 
when they raised the Chinese flag on the White House lawn, could you get them to put a Mexican flag underneath that and pull down the American flag? How about instead of the flag stuff, we just set them all on fire? Yeah. I mean, including the American flag, all of them, set them all on fire. I fought for that American flag, too. You fought for a flag? You did? You fought for a flag? Yes, I did for that that flag. Why, why? One, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice. What does that mean? I was just going to ask you what the flag represents. That what it, what it represents to you. And it, it, Ian asked, what does that mean to you? One nation under God, indivisible. Undivided, sir. So does that mean that, for example, if a state wanted to pull out because they were so dissatisfied, their representative body said, eh, you know, we've had enough. You guys are really tyrannical. They would be allowed to leave or not to leave? Uh, you are government property when you are in the service of the armed forces. No, 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 that wasn't the question. Can you rephrase the question? Yeah, yeah, me? I, you know, I don't know if I'm making myself precise enough. I know exactly what you what you mean and, and the feelings that you have, too. But if functionally, I'm, I'm very interested, I'm, I'm inquisitive about this. Uh, let's say there were a time when things were really getting bad under the federal government, and uh, you know, and a number of people in your state went to the representative bond. You said, you know what, we've had enough. We're getting out of here. We're done with your regulations. We're done with your taxes. We're done with all these things. Would you be on the side that would allow the state to leave so that it, the nation actually would be divisible? I, I would be court-martialed and put in leaven. No, I, I don't mean I don't mean you yourself, but I mean I mean sentimentally. Wait, wait, wait do, point of you... information here. Let me yes. just interrupt. We're not talking about the military here. We're talking about your belief that the nation, so-called, should be indivisible. So keep military thoughts out of your your answer. Gardner is asking you if uh, the people in the people uh, by you know popular vote or whatever the representatives in one state say we're leaving the union we're uh, seceding we're declaring independence we're out of here where would you stand on that personally as somebody who believes the nation should be uh, indivisible would you support them being prevented from leaving the union or would you support them being able to leave the union or something else entirely uh, it depends on what ground, if it was on constitutional grounds, uh, I would have to support that okay. on, on the constitutional grounds. But so then was, in that case, you don't mean for the uh, the nation to be indivis- indivisible? I believe in states' rights, sir. Okay, so now, you are willing to What about individual it? rights? Should I be able to secede myself? Because um, I own some property here Good in the, the U.S. of A. Should I be able to take that piece of property and, and write out a piece of paper and make it very – I'm going to use some really great calligraphy when I do it. Some parchment? Yeah, and, and some yeah. parchment. And can I then write out a declaration of independence for you know my little area there? And, Edgeland. Yeah, right. Ed, you know, uh, Edgentonia. The, 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 the free land of Edgeopia. And <laughs> – um, and, 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 Write it out, and should I be able to secede? If you want to end up like Waco, yes. Would you pick up a gun if they ordered you to and come in and shoot me and my family? Like in Waco? Absolutely not, sir. Well, um, I mean, so what? You you support what happened in Waco or do not? No, what I'm saying, you'd end up like Waco. Likely true. So you're just predicting. You're not saying you support what happened. No, sir. I, I think Janet Reno should have been put, investigated and put in prison. Right so if you had the opportunity to sign up for these, uh, the wars where you uh, um, went and defended my freedom, after um, Janet Reno did what she did, were you so disgusted that you wouldn't have gone and signed up? I was heartbroken. 
Yeah, I bet you were. I I, 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 I certainly was myself. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of wondering here, were there perhaps things that happened in the United States prior to you signing up? You were just too young to really know what they were at the time that might have been, uh, you know, just as bad for freedom as the, the Waco thing. And, you know, like you wouldn't have understood the Waco thing the same way if you were 18 as if you were 48, you know. And I'm just wondering if, you know, maybe things happened prior to that and, and that, the idea that the United States government really just picks on 18-year-old, dumb, young kids to fight their wars for them. Do you, you get well, where I'm coming from? Yes, sir. Maybe I can explain that very briefly to you. Sure. Uh, I was out of high school. We had a war going on, and I thought it was about uh, setting up a, a democratic republic and protecting Vietnamese people and their sovereignty of their country from uh, communist China mm. and, and the communist regime in Russia also, and, and to help them declare their independence from the con- communist regime. Also, at that time, there was a draft, and you had your choice yeah. of running up like Bill Clinton to Canada mm-hmm. or going ahead and serving your country in the military, and I do believe that people should serve their country is in the it military. possible see, you know, see see what i hear from you on one hand frank and it's 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 kind of a little confusing for me what i hear from you on one hand is you support the idea of uh, declaring independence even on a personal level that you you know you would be behind uh, a state seceding or something like that so i like that but on the other hand i hear a bunch of you know kind of common clichés that you hear that are very nationalistic sounding uh, that you are serving your country and defending the flag and a uh, nation und- undivis- indivisible when moments later we found out that you were willing to divide the nation if uh, somebody wanted to secede. And so if you're serving your country, is it possible that instead of serving your country, which is kind of this uh, nebulous concept that doesn't, it's not really definable, is it possible that instead you are serving politicians? What happened was they lied to us about the Vietnam agenda. And I didn't find out until I went over there. Mm. And so it was all a farce and a lie. I'm not blaming you for that. Oh, no, no, I, I, it's not your fault. I, right. I certainly wouldn't blame you for that. Do you think that that's true, maybe, perhaps, of every war in the last 60 years? Uh, I, I can tell you that for sure about Vietnam and Iraq and Afghanistan for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Frank, for the call tonight. I appreciate the thank honesty, you, and uh, thank you for the Thanks, time. Frank. 800-259-9231. You know, it's got to be really hard for a guy like Frank who, you know, like he was running around there as one of the uh, catcher's mitts for these really hard bullets that they um, right. that the the, uh, the military industrial complex intends to put in your children if they can. Yeah. Um, because if you you know if you catch enough bodies with bullets, then you can sell things to do you know more things to to put more holes in more bodies. Or right. Perhaps body bags, uh, tanks. You know all all the good stuff that the uh, military industrial po- complex sur- uh, supplies the war machine. And it's got to be really tough for a guy like Frank who. You know, he loves his country. Yeah. And he thought he it just meant something. Wants to do what's right, you know. And what he was told was right. Right. Well, he wants to do what's right. Yeah. And, he, and, and so, you know, when he gets there, he finds out, holy crap, these people lied to me. Yep. They played the national anthem at the baseball games. The tears rolled down my face. My hand was over my heart. Uh, you know, all the things that I, you know, learned to love about this country, and these people took that love and they used it used against it. me. They've used it against all of us here in America. It's got to be really painful. That's I know I find it painful, and I wasn't out there dodging bullets. That's really, it's so angering. The way you describe it and what you hear in his voice, uh, 
And I, it almost takes my breath away to right. think about <laughs> you know? it. Watching your friends have their head blown off or something like that. Oh, I, yeah. I've got this article that I was saving for, I'm, I'm saving for a Saturday night, but, you know, another one of these guys, Lance Corporal in the Vietnam War, and he describes brains as looking like strawberry frappe. I don't know what strawberry frappe looks like, but I can only imagine. He does. Right? 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up what you want. It's been described as, uh, you know, poor kids from one country being told to kill poor kids in another, another country. country. And it, we're just human beings, that's all. Except the people that are directing these things, I don't know if they qualify as human. The people in charge, the politicians, those They're human. Guys. It's just the worst part of human humanity yeah, that you're seeing there. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian with you. And Garth. And Mark. And you can join us on our website. Get interactive. We've got the wiki. We've got the bulletin board system. They're both uh, ways that you can literally change our website. BBS allows you to interact with other people. The wiki allows you to edit virtually anything that you see. BBS.freetalklive.com and wiki.freetalklive.com as we continue uh, taking your phone calls in a moment. But first, I want to tell you about how you can get a free audiobook download from audiblepodcast.com. All you have to do is add a slash FTL onto the end of that uh, address, so audiblepodcast.com slash FTL, and you'll be able to choose from over 60,000 titles in every genre. Audible has it covered. They're the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. So listen whenever and wherever you want, just like a podcast. But you get your free audiobook download by going to audiblepodcast.com slash FTL as we go to your calls about what you want. Arizona George is on the line in uh, Arizona. Hello, George. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, just wanted to talk about uh, collectivism. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, it's kind of interesting because a couple of uh, calls ago you were talking about how uh, people like to put people into boxes and uh, how you don't like to do that. Um, but I was listening on Saturday, and you had a um, gentleman named uh, Carlos Galindo on, mm-hmm. um, who you have up on your website. You referred to him as a Latino talk show host. Yes. Is that, is that kind of hypocritical? Uh, is that hypocritical? Well, he said he could be. Uh, he was comfortable being called that. So, well, isn't that what you're putting him as? A Latino? Are you a white talk show host? Well, we are to Carlos. Um, I mean, to be to be abundantly clear, if you're say in a foreign country, let's say Mexico, and um, then. You know, we you're talking about we're we're on his show or just the the opposite. I think that you know, white or American talk show host is probably a you know it gives people a good idea. He ta- I think he that, does a show in Spanish. I'd you know, like to point have out. you ever tried to describe a black man um, without descri- describing his color? Uh, sure. You have how how'd that go for you? Well, uh, do you know if I'm black or white or Mexican? I have a general idea. I'm only guessing though. But okay. well, that doesn't answer my question say- to you, sir. Have you ever tried to describe a black man to a white person without saying, you know, that he's black? Um, sure. Why not? Okay, because it's going to go poorly. Okay, he's um, got curly hair, 
and um, he's about six foot four, you know, and uh, brown eyes. Uh, his hair's black. Um, he's um, um, his complexion is, you know, perhaps like more melanin. Yeah, he's well, darker I, I, than. I, I don't understand what that has to do with like describing him as a Latino talk show host because he's um, just talking on the radio, right? Yeah, I mean, he's he's he, speaking Spanish on the radio. So okay, that's kind of one of the oh, things that differentiates so it's a, it's a term him. of art within the within the industry. Is is well, what you're saying? It's just kind of, it's just kind of funny because like if someone were to call in and like talk about um, you know any other ethnic group, you guys would mm. pretend like you don't put people into um, collectivist groups or boxes like. To call oh, no, no, wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on a second. I, I am not saying that I've never said someone's black or someone is Hispanic. Uh, what, when we normally uh, focus on that is when somebody like Scott the Bigot, uh, who was on the line, and uh, we you know, would have gotten to him eventually, but uh, Scott the Bigot comes on and talks about how he hates people that he believes are all the same in a certain group. He right. uh, paints them all with the same brush. Saying someone is Latino isn't right. painting them in any sort of positive or negative right. fashion. Saying someone is black is different than saying black people don't like to work. Do you understand? No, I, well, that that doesn't go to what I'm what I'm talking about. Is is that you? When the guy called, when you started the interview, uh, I think it was Ian said, um, and I'm quoting here. I don't want to offend you. What's the correct term to call you? As if the, the issues you were talking about, um, as far as uh, people's uh, civil rights or people's individual rights. Uh, have a color or a uh, ethnic identity. No, that I didn't mean, have anything to do with the. It didn't have anything to do with the issues. It has to do with I, I'm. A, I'm. I was being sensitive toward the fact that some people are sensitive to certain terminology, and I didn't know what was appropriate for uh, for this. I mean, I've asked uh, black it, people in the past. It, do you want to be called African American? Do you want to be called black? And they've said black is fine. So that's what I. You know, it, that's what I went it wasn't with. Appropriate. It, it wasn't appropriate to the issues at hand because. It was an interesting um, audio tape that you played or video tape that you played that we listened to, um, but by obsessively going over the fact that he's Latino, and it's then, a racial the issue, the, dude. At, at, at the end of the, it wasn't a racial issue. Yes, it was. It was no, a, those uh, those people are tar- targeted because they're Latino. No, they're not. Yes, they, yes, absolutely they are. are. That's what he was telling <laughs> that us. Was, that was the crux of it. Well, you know what? I live in I live in Maricopa County. I'm not a uh, Joe Arpaio supporter, um, but I am aware that there are uh, people that um, are, you know, whatever singled out because of their ethnic identity. This, this was a um, a shakedown of a business at a flea market. A um, Latino flea market. A 100 percent Latino um, flea market. You know, or just about. Uh, do, do you know it was 100 percent Latino? The do, owners. Do you know like, otherwise? Uh, I've been there. Okay, so that I, doesn't answer the question. It's a primarily Latino I mean, area, a, a primarily Latino flea market. You just said it was hundred. You, you just said it was hundred percent. Mark right? was Mark You've was reaching on that one. Mark was uh, was reaching. Obviously, he's never been there, what, so he can't. Well, for God's sake, like does the percentage have a nine in front of it, dude? Don't be you, a jerk. You guys reach. You, you guys reach so much in that interview. Like when you said that th- that the sweep was a ten mile uh, radius. No, he said that. I mean, do, do, he said that. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. No, he said and they came out with a press release and they admitted that. A, a ten mile radius, like that's big. Do, do you realize how much area that that covers? Ten yeah, miles. Did you want me, do, do you want us to send out the Free Talk Live helicopter to check out his story? <laughs> 
Well, I just think it's ridiculous. You seem and to be awfully uh, conf- confrontational on this. What's your issue? And, and, then, and then the other thing is, like, he said that people in uh, that city were being fed uh, gruel. Yeah. I said that, sir. That's, that's, that's not true. I said that, and he confirmed <laughs> Sorry. it. There's, there's a freaking press release on it. Joe Arpaio says it's have true. Have you been in Tent City, sir? Oh. Can you speak from experience? Yeah, I, I know people have been in Tent City. Have you been in Tent City? I know that they don't eat gruel. What do they eat? Uh, they eat bologna sandwiches. Is the bologna green? I don't know. I haven't eaten it. But they thanks, don't, thanks for they the don't call. Eat, Goodbye. They don't need Goodbye. Thank you for the call. 800-259-9231. I don't know who you've known. Maybe you did know somebody that was in Tent City. But, you know, judging by how uh, confrontational you're being, I don't trust a word that you say. I mean, you're calling us out on the carpet for using the term Latino to describe someone? Latino people? Yeah. It's, it's exactly like you said, Mark. We are not using it uh, in a derogatory fashion. We're not saying all Latinos are blank well, We're saying all Latinos are Latino. And, yeah, and I get the sense you were trying to ease into the conversation, getting information from this guy on hand in this area who represents a certain culture, yeah. and there was a problem. It's and making, so there it's, you go. It's making your guests show that you, uh, you appreciate them and that you appreciate them enough to be concerned over how to best address them right. and how to best okay. talk about them. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to talk about somebody's race either. I want so much for race to disappear. Me I don't, too. I, do. I don't think it's a it's a valid issue for anything except for people that are making judgments on other people's race. I mean, what are you supposed to do when the cops appear to be looking at people based on their color and deciding whether or not they can defend themselves? And really, uh, what his what the point that he seemed to be trying to make was that. Uh, on the one hand, he thought that you didn't like people being put into boxes, and then on the other hand, he thought the impression that he got was that you were putting this particular guest into a certain type of box. And as we said, you were easing into Even the conversation. Even when we explained it, he continued to be confrontational yeah, I, yeah, and continued right, to. I I don't it, want, it sort of unraveled a little bit. It got off course a little bit, but you know, I think we I don't want it, it to yeah, have been an issue. Yeah. I don't want uh, Carlos to his his race to have been an issue, his ethnicity to well, have been an issue. That's if we, why however, you guys were talking to him because. It was a, it was an issue because of what happened to those people. It oh, but seems I mean, like I would have talked racially... to him if he if he'd been you know uh, in a different situation sure. and hadn't been Latino and it had been the same thing that happened. But in this particular case, we do know that you know this uh, Arpaio character is a sicko and mm-hmm. he is absolutely he likes to go after people. illegals. How do you find illegals? Well, but, and you don't go around by looking for blonde people and expecting them to be Belgian, okay? Right, you find Mexicans, and then you decide which ones you cull between them, which ones are legal and illegal. By the way, I mean, isn't that obvious racism? As you pointed out, Mark, and he completely dismissed, Arpaio himself admitted they feed gruel to these prisoners. He brags about how, well, it's completely nutritional, uh, nutritionally complete, this gruel, but he admits that it's gruel. And they've had reports of, uh, of bologna that is green because they're prisoners, and, and Arpaio doesn't treat them like human beings. He treats them like, like cattle, like dogs. And we've read, we've read stories from people who've been in Tent City, a man who uh, secreted notes while he was in there and managed to sneak them out of, uh, of Tent City. We read his stories on the air, and they're horrific. It's absolutely horrible how these people are treated. I mean, even if they weren't feeding them gruel, keeping men and women outside in the, the heat in Phoenix, Arizona, that's torturous. Hour three's coming up. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. 
Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. Show is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231 as we launch here into the third hour of the program. It's Ian with you. And Garth. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We're going right into your phone calls that's what uh, the purpose of this show is, to allow you to call in about anything. Coming up, uh, if we get a chance, Guard, I do want to have you talk about some conversations you've been having with uh, one lady about various different issues. Ah, yes. uh, but first, we go to your calls where Xander is on the line in Illinois on the amp line. Hello, Xander. Hey, guys. How's it going? Xander, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, actually, yeah. I wanted to talk about... Uh... I saw this documentary. It was actually pretty interesting, uh, called Street Fight, and it was about the uh, it was about the Newark uh, mayor uh, running for whatever. But the most interesting about the movie is, and not that this is a surprise, but the cops have absolutely no clue what people's rights are, and just over and over, like you can't have your camera here. I'm going to smash your camera, and they're like. No, but this is a public space. You can't. We're just filming so-and-so's campaign, and the cop would just would be following the incumbent mayor and, you know, smash the kind of camera, just totally manhandle or whatever. Just the cops have no idea what people's rights are. It's crazy. And, yeah. and little concern, too. Well, did you see the video? I don't know where it was from. I forget at this point. Of the, the one cop uh, saying, like, it ain't America no more, son, or something like that. Basically just saying, screw you and your rights. <laughs> wow. I mean, right on camera. It was amazing. That's why it's always good to have two cameras on hand, because yep. if they go after one, you've got the other one. Well, that's exactly what happened with our guest over the weekend, Carlos Galindo. Yeah. He was uh, in, the, in a situation where the cops took one camera, but didn't realize the other one was, was running. So. Awesome. So, um, yeah, that's what actually reminded me of uh, seeing the movie, actually. So what else do you want to share with us? But, um, oh, actually, what I, what I wanted to say was, I mean, if someone wants to run with this idea, go for it. But, uh, you know, I always wondered, like, if someone could quiz the cops on, you know, said situation, do they have the right this or the, right to do this or that, the question is making them take said quiz would be pretty hard. <laughs> like, I don't know if you'd have to do, like, in a... Like ambush documentary, or could I ask you a few ask you a few questions? If this, someone did this, you know, would you they have the right it. to film you, you on a public street or something like that? Or you could try it. If, you know, you, know you could you could try it different ways. I mean, it all depends on how known you are, um, how friendly you are. You could approach a police officer and a when they're not in the midst of doing something as far as an arrest 
for instance, on the street as a contact thing and say, hey, uh, excuse me, officer, I have some questions for I just have a few questions for you. Do you mind? And then, you know, if they if they feel like going for it, then you throw your questions out there and you don't you don't want to appear confrontational when you're doing it. Just like, you know, just some questions I have. Uh, you could try that, yeah. or you could try setting setting it up in advance. Uh, we're going to be doing a meeting with the police chief here in, in Keene, New Hampshire, eventually. That is going to be set up in advance. People will be able to come to the to it, and there will be cameras there. And he's expecting that, so uh, so he'll be ready. Uh, but obviously, he's the police chief, so that's a little bit of a different uh, different story. I think that what you're saying is uh, would be a fine instance of activism. But rather than suggesting someone else take your idea, maybe you should do it yourself. Yeah, I, I could try it. I'm in I'm in Illinois. It's crazy over here. So, <laughs> you, are you coming to New Hampshire? Ah, I've thought of it. I'm playing around with the idea. It's most a lot of time. A lot of the problem is trying to uh, even see where I could, you know, transfer jobs, all sorts of stuff like that. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's not easy moving across the country. That's for sure. But it's uh, it's, it's, it's doable. Not. And I, for one, uh, I don't know how anyone can live in Illinois. But uh, best of luck to you if you continue, <laughs> if you continue sticking it out. And yeah, actually, just recently, uh, my friend was pulled over by a cop and wasn't told why. Uh, him and his friends were told to sit on the curb, and I said, am I, am I being arrested? And, you know, they asked for a license and registration. And later, the cops came. They searched the car, didn't find anything. They actually put on the ticket that there, were, there was no. They did not search the car. And then, on top of that, you know, they impound the car for having, like, the light off on the uh License or wow. the, the back license plate, or whatever. It's just crazy. Um, yeah, that's crazy. So you had to pay 180 to get the car back and all sorts of stuff. It well, was just. I'm not saying that couldn't happen in New Hampshire. Oh, However, sure. um, you know, mm-hmm. Illinois, in the in the top five uh, biggest uh, government states out there in the United States, and I'm I'm just wondering, you know, what's it going to take? That's a good question. And it's yeah, it's yeah. it's sort of nice that you know Landa Lincoln that you're in one of the top five <laughs> government states you know because Lincoln was one of the people who helped raise the the bar for government abuse and tyranny so. and and just wondering here Xander what's it going to take I mean really what is what is it going to take that in Illinois has to do in order for you to say you know that's it because everybody's got their line right well, screw this I'll take whatever job I can get in other words we're lonely here man join us, join well, I, us. I'm not, I'm not I, pushing him I I could honestly care less whether Xander moves or not I mean I think that that's the best thing to do for liberty um that's yes, my opinion I however i don't like where is your line xander yeah. uh, i don't know man I don't, i'm not sure i can't tell you right now because i can tell you that uh, uh that you about. don't own a gun do you no i don't no you know why <laughs> why because it's impossible to own a gun in illinois <laughs> if you owned a gun they'd put you in prison for the rest of your life that's true. Yep, and here in here in New Hampshire, you, you can you can anybody can own a gun, and you can have a concealed permit for ten dollars, and they have to issue it to you if you're over eighteen. Yep, yep. Yep. If yeah. you if you don't uh, wear your seatbelt in Illinois, they're going to give you a ticket. It's probably going to be two hundred bucks after they charge you a fee on top of the ticket. Um, you know, here in New Hampshire, you can ride without one if you want. In Illinois, yeah, you pay yeah, an eight percent sales tax. Here in New Hampshire, there is no sales tax. It's 8%? Wow. I think it's 8%. In Illinois, you pay an income tax on top of that sales, or before that sales that tax. You don't state pay? Income yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, of course there is. That's a bummer. Yep, that's that job's awesome when you have to pay the state, state sales tax with it, too. Isn't it? 
<laughs> and the bigger the the bigger the salary you you pay, you have to the bigger uh, the the the, the uh, fee that you have to pay the federal government in order to live in the, live in their country. It is something to think about, Xander. And I appreciate your call tonight. Thanks for uh, for thanks making for it, and thanks for putting up with uh, with us. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free. Everybody's line. got their Everybody's line. got their priorities. The reason yeah? the reason that I signed up for the Free State Project is that I understood that there was simply nothing that could be done for liberty unless people moved to a geographic area. You know, I believe it firmly. I believe that to be the case. I'd yeah. love to see some other idea work out. I just don't see yeah, it happening. I'd, I'd be know, happy to be proven wrong. I'm, I'm sort of reminded you guys, you know how we started the program talking about the very important story about Kanye West and uh, <laughs> and Beyonce. And uh, what's the country singer's name? Taylor, uh, Taylor Swift. Swift. Taylor Swift, yes. Um, what, what I found quite interesting was as all these rappers and different people get up there, they're swearing their heads off. I'm watching cable TV, but of course it's basic cable, and they're bleeping it. They're bleeping. Really? It. Well, yeah, MTV's like that. I mean, right. They'll, they'll bleep out and and censor uh, words like that. Right now, now they haven't started doing this on cable, but on the broadcast networks, if that sort of thing were going on, Janet Jackson was performing last night. She kept all her clothes on, and mm. maybe perhaps in honor of her deceased. And, and brother, I don't know what the deal is in there, but you know, if that had been on CBS or something like that, and they had missed one of the bleeps, hey, it happened to Fox when they had some awards on the Grammys, and and Bono said the f bomb, yeah, and uh, they got fined, you know, however much they were going to fine him. So I thought to myself, why don't those people who are there or people who are watching, why don't they understand? For example, I'll give you another example. There was a PBS documentary show on George Carlin, okay. And they're showing the George Carlin seven dirty words routine. Without bleeping it. At the, it was at Live at Lincoln Center, this PBS show. Mm-hmm. They were bleeping it in the auditorium. That's funny. Because they knew wow. it was going to be on television. Wow. So you think about where so Carlin himself leftists. was being censored Carlin, and knew it? Carlin is dead, right? It's an right. honor thing. It's, oh, it has, I see. It has okay. Dennis Leary. I should have specified. It has Dennis Leary. has all these great comedians on. And I think it was Dennis Leary or somebody. I think it was Dennis Leary said... Isn't that a little weird yeah. that we're playing this thing in honor of George Carlin? Yeah, that's sad. And we're bleeping it in the auditorium. You people can't even hear Gosh. it because this is going to be on TV. And it's it's such a it's such a great statement. Why can't leftists? Why don't you know? They're always talking about oh, freedom of speech. Why can't they understand that freedom of speech also has an economic aspect to it? Everything has an economic aspect to it. Economics and freedom go hand in hand. If you are unable to exercise your voice on government-run television, that has an economic context to it. If you're unable to spend your money the way you want to, it's no different than not being able to speak the way you want to. Why can't they make this stinking connection? When they're watching the Grammys, when they're watching these shows, why can't they say, hey, guess what? Government stinks all over. I don't get it. Carlin must have been rolling in his grave yeah. on that one. 800-259-9231. Because, you know, they could have gotten away with it on PBS. If they'd wanted to, they could have gotten away with it. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything by dialing in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line tonight. It's Ian with you. Dan Gart. And Mark. 
And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. Features are free, so enjoy those on us. Features including the Shrine of Female Listeners. Dozens of ladies, they've taken the time to send us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. Also, validated videos accepted now at shrine.freetalklive.com. That is Shrine. FreeTalkLive.com. And Free Talk Live has teamed up with Midas Resources to bring you the opportunity to get very good rates on uh, silver and gold. This is the, not the sort of silver and gold that you buy that you just have, uh, you know, numbers on paper that's sent to you on a monthly basis. This is kind of silver and gold that you can hold in your hands. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we're offering the Lakota Nation Silver Round for $22.30, the Walking Liberty Half at $8.69, the British Sovereign at $288. That's for a quarter ounce of uh, silver and, uh, you know, a couple other things. You can go over there to gold.freetalklive.com and check it out. It's gold.freetalklive.com. I picked these out myself because I like them. All right. The toll-free number here is 800-259-9231. We go ladies first to Rhonda in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Rhonda. Hi. Hey, Rhonda. What's Hi. on your mind tonight? Oh, gosh. You wouldn't believe it. I just got back from Washington. I mean, there's so much on my mind, it's hard to believe. Tonight, I finally, um, I for the first time, listening to your live streaming um, news. And um, it's awesome. Um, I, I wanted to make a few comments. Uh, sure. Particularly, uh, I've been since you know. Actually, it was like 15 years ago. I started asking myself some serious questions about what was going on. I should say 20 years ago. You know, when when they made laws in Florida that kind of uh, made the manatee more important than my kids, and ran on the river water oh, I mean, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. we're in big trouble. <laughs> okay, so that's when I started looking at it. Then I, you know, after they. Um, Re-elected uh, Clinton the second time, I went to Hawaii to serve for six years because I decided that the American people were just too stupid to, to you know, to pull their heads out of their butts. And I figured, you know, I, I'm out of here. I'm, I'm taking off. And I left for six years, and I'm back now. And I bought a house, and I'm pretty much losing everything I have, but that's okay. So I went to Washington Saturday, and there were one and a half to two million people there. I mean, there's total gridlock. It was oh, awesome. now, now hold on now. Now hold on. The AP, and I want to thank you and congratulate you because I was going to go down myself. I, I like the energy behind this. It's kind of neat. Um, in fact, it's really neat. You know there were only a few thousand, tens of thousands there because right, that's what the right. AP said. There weren't clearly, clearly you were adding. You must have been seeing maybe maybe you were drunk or high on drugs. You saw right, double right, right. or something. Yeah, I was tripping on mushrooms. There actually. you go. You see? You yeah. see? Okay. Thank you very much. So we've got to clear. There are about 20. Thing, they put it in the water. You see, I yeah. didn't take it myself. I mean, somebody put it in the water. I must have been tripping, right? So, yeah, you and your you and your weird radical friends showed up. <laughs> there were like 25 people. And, okay, right. so sorry to interrupt your story. So, so yeah. what was yeah. Yeah, what was going on? I mean, we haven't heard from anybody that was actually there. You're the first person to call in about it. Oh, so. right. What was oh, going no, was, on there? You know what? It was incredible because the, there were so many people. And, I mean, it was such a, a beautiful event because they're multifaceted. I mean, there were old men. There were old women. There were black men. There was a black man I stood next to holding a sign that said, in Jesus' name, right in front of the Capitol, huge. And I stood next to him and just holding it up. Now, know? what was it all I mean, about? I mean, what, what would you say the, the purpose of this was? The purpose of it overall, and talking to everybody, everybody is fed up period, just fed up, sick and tired of the lies and the crap that the government and that the media and that, the, um, you know, the institutions in America are feeding us. Everybody's had it. At least these people have. Okay. But my concern is 
okay, we're one and a half to two million strong right now. And then you think there must be a hundred people behind each one of us that stood there that believe the same way. So there's probably a hundred million people in America that really are, are over it. That's a third mm-hmm. of the people. That's so exactly what are they? Just a, just a little more point. I just don't mind me asking mm-hmm. questions. I'm just trying to wrap my uh, head around this and understand exactly what was what was going on. So they're fed up with the institutions. Um, what do they plan on? Uh, were there any like uh, concrete plans being thrown around as far as what to well, do about it? <laughs> there, there are. We have a lot of concrete plans. I mean, like within our group, we have a muster organization that we're forming. I mean, we're planning. You know, we've got backup plans for our plans. Okay? A what organization? I'm sorry. What was the word? Well, it's America's New Minutemen, for instance. It's a mustering. It's a muster, like the original Sons of Liberty. Okay. In other words. So you're going to tar and feather some people? Well, if all (laughs) hell breaks, let's put it that way. We're not going to lay down. We're we're not going to be the the passive little sheeples that the government would hope for us to be. Really? So you're going to pay taxes next year? No. Really? I quit paying my I quit paying my house payment actually because you know what it's going to take two and a half to three years before they ever get me in front of a, a judge. You quit paying your house payment now. How does yes. now? Well, didn't you agree to make that payment? I mean, I understand not paying taxes. You never agreed to pay taxes, but you did agree no, to make that I've house payment. I agreed to make a payment that has gone up three hundred and fifty dollars a month because of the property taxes and my and my homeowners insurance increases. So no, I didn't agree to pay the amount I'm paying. Also, um, let's let's not forget that before she decided that she was going to stop paying, that the bank that likely the bank that she owes the money to decided to take a big bailout. That's exactly uh, from what the, I was the, the, from from all the taxpayers who exactly. didn't have a choice. Precisely, okay. she's okay. already given money. Countrywide mortgage that got that, that got bailed out by Bank of America. Countrywide is a predatory lender. You know, there were there's. Listen, I've done my homework. I've done my research. I've collected my files. I know what I'm talking about. It's like you know what. They are not going to Shanghai me. I'll go buy my house back on the courthouse steps, and I'll save myself $47,000. Thank you very much. Okay. Do they let you buy your own house in a foreclosure? Well, they won't let me refinance, correct? Well, they will now. (laughs) They'll change their mind once you stop paying. Right. That's what I'm saying. Interesting. I I contacted them for eight months straight, and I said, look, the economy is bad. There's 15.5% unemployment. I'm making half the money I used to make. My business is basically done. I'm going to go take a job in a restaurant making eight fifty an hour cooking, right? Good for because you. Because I know that I'm going to have to at least feed myself and feed my son and put gas in my car so I can hopefully go out and find more work. Make sure yes. you put some money away, whether you put it away in uh, Federal Reserve notes or put it away in gold and silver. You need uh, to have some money for when you do make a deal to uh, start paying again. I hope exactly. that you do. Exactly. So that's what I told him. I said, well, I'll tell you what. Since you won't refinance, you say you can't work with me. I said, I'm just going to keep my money. I'll save it. And I says, and when we get before a judge, I'm sure we'll be able to make a deal. And if not, I'll be able to find another property out there that somebody else got foreclosed on, and I'll buy something that's worth the money I pay for it. Because the property values, my assessed value right now shows that my property was 50% of what it was when I bought it. And it's probably only worth 50% of that assessed value, too. So how many? Uh, so so you're saying people are fed up, they're sick and tired. You say you've stopped paying, uh, t- paying fe- have you stopped paying federal taxes? Oh, I yes. Okay. I told everybody. I told everybody five years ago it's time for a tea party. Good for you. You really are awesome. a doer. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad to hear from you. Now, how many people do you really feel like are as uh, upset as you? Uh, I mean, uh, we've I know kind of gotten. A lot of people the... are as upset as me, but you know what? This is what I do know, and then it's unfortunate. And I've been saying this to people. I said, you know, 
I, I, some guy today, I told him, you know, I really don't want to hear anything you have to say anymore. Because every time I see you, you're sitting in a car, you're sitting at a table feeding your fat face. I said, I never see you anywhere. I don't see you at the process. I don't see you doing anything. But every time I see you, you want me to give you money. You're, you know, for somebody who you say you're backing up and he's crossing from it the whole time. Rhonda, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Well, maybe there is something I happening think out there. Changing. Maybe there is something happening. Oh, we'll see. We'll see if, you know, they start trying to vaccinate people or force people into this health care paradigm, whether they'll go along with it or not. I, uh, I hope Rhonda's right and there are more people out there like her. It's Free Talk Live. Hey, podcasters. FTL has a new advertiser with a somewhat unusual arrangement. They're paying us for people that fill out their online form for inspections for their basements. You won't believe how affordable a dry, usable basement can be, and FTL gets 50 bucks for everyone that fills out the online form at basement.freetalklive.com. 500 bucks off, a lifetime warranty, and a free water watch alarm. Just go to basement.freetalklive.com. Click on Free Inspection and Estimate in the upper right-hand corner. Fill out the online form. Earn FTL 50 bucks. This is Free Talk Live. The toll-free number for you to take control of the airwaves is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Guard. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Have you ever wished you didn't have to push all the push that shopping cart all the way back to the store or didn't have to make so many trips to get the groceries out of the house? Excuse me, out of the car, into the house. Um, for yes. The, yes. For the, for the last month or so at my house, we've been using Totasac. They are a handle made of 100% recycled material designed to simplify all kinds of carrying tasks. Go to Totasac.com. It's spelled T-O-T-A-S-A-K.com and get a family pack today. It's Totasac. They can carry, carry more than you, a lot more. Totasac.com. We continue with your phone calls about whatever you want. We go to Alex in Pennsylvania. Excuse me, Alex is gone. Let's try Dan in New Hampshire. Dan, you are on Free Talk Live. Hi. How you doing? What's on your mind tonight? Uh, Gosh, just like the last caller, many things. I just want to say that some of the callers have been great tonight. Uh, You've uh, had, uh, you know, the guy, uh, Vietnam vet, I am of that same age, and uh, I, I've been asking myself the question about uh, war, and, uh, you know, there have been all this talk about, you know, how the Clintons and the Bushes and, the, you know, all these other, uh, what they call them, chicken hawks, uh, you know, are, are all drumming for war and then uh, not having gone themselves, and... And, I, you know, I'm just thinking, you know, well, they're the smart guys. <laughs> they didn't go. <laughs> you know, I, there hasn't been a war, it, it, you know, since mostly the Revolutionary War, as far as I'm concerned, that, that we should have been involved in. You know, everybody says, well, we couldn't let Hitler run crazy. But the fact is, is Hitler wouldn't have even come about if we had not involved ourselves in the First World War. Yeah, and, and when uh, you say we, you mean uh, the, the United States yeah, government Yeah, the, uh, the American, you know, government yeah. is, not, is certainly not me. Uh, I'm sorry. Thank you for that correction. No, no problem at all. Uh, and the fact is, is that, uh, you know, the, the Civil War was, uh, you know, Americans killing Americans no, for a, what? 
It's really uh, an insult to call a, that civil. <laughs> right. Really for a, you know, for a, well, that's what they call it, but yeah. for a, uh, you know, a, 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 a jurisdictional convention, you know, uh, come on, folks, you know, let's wake up and, 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 and you know, smell the tyranny. Uh, we're, we're watching this stuff go on, you know, Everybody was voting in the Democrats, thinking that they're, oh, well, they'll, they'll stop these wars. And yeah. Mark just told me that they're now invading Somalia. Is that true, Mark? We're at war again with Somalia. Again. By we, you mean the United States federal government, because I, for one, like Somalians, as far as I'm concerned. I've got nothing uh, against them. Stop paying your cell phone taxes. Like going after the pirates or whatever, because they're having a hard time. No, that, no, something else, right? What's Is it the pirates that they're going in there for? I, I haven't been able to read the entire story. Uh, you can go to com and uh, that's where you get the, the best news. Likely it's about the pirates, uh, to some extent. The, you know, the United States government doesn't like the idea that the Somalia doesn't have a centralized government, mm. and that uh, the pirates are going out and and, and yeah. attacking shipping. And by the way, congratulations and thanks to antiwar.com and to you guys for being consistent. You know, all the left-wing people who are opposed to George Bush's intervention in Iraq and so on and all, you know, they're killing people there. They're they're suddenly, I don't know if they've had their tongues cut out with a new Obama surgery program or what, but they're not speaking out about what's been going on in places like Afghanistan, Pakistan, and Somalia. But antiwar Scott and all those guys have been doing a great job. Dan, thank you for the call tonight. Yeah. Uh, good Wait a, minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I wasn't complete here. That's right. I, I just want to say that I think that we've got to encourage people to understand that when they join the service and then they pledge to the Constitution, by joining the Army, in fact, they're violating the Constitution. There was never supposed to be a standing army. Well, and, you know, people <laughs> will argue all day and all night about uh, that, but I see I, where you you're know, coming I, from. I'm not a, you know, I, I understand how you feel about the Constitution and and much uh, agree with you. I, I, you know, we don't, we aren't a party they're to that. They're going to just say it's your interpretation that right. there shouldn't have been right. a standing it, army. Yeah, but, it, but, it's, but, it's, but it's not. It's the founder's interpretation. Uh, I, and, and I agree. Uh, I, t- I tend to agree where you're coming from on that, but, you know, what can you do, right? Thank you for the yeah. Thank you for the call, Dan. Let's talk to Hunter, who's also in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Hunter. Hello. How's everybody doing? Just super. What's on your mind tonight? Oh, I just uh, wanted to call and uh, share a little project I've been working on and uh, stand and unite. Yeah, I heard something about this. It's uh, it's an organization bringing other liberty-minded groups together under the same tent kind of thing? Or what, what is it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the things I've been um, that's been really bugging me for quite some time is how we have all this freedom uh, organizations and movements and everything yet we have a hard time coming together and really helping each other grow so i created stand and unite so that we could have a, a place where a, a hub where you, you know you can find websites you can find uh, facebook groups and causes and uh, pages and to where we can actively help each other grow the movement and really come together. I think this is a great idea um, yeah. because uh, the there really is a lack of being able to know, you know, which which groups are, you know, big enough and and doing the right stuff and all these other things. I I it, at this point there are so many liberty-oriented groups out there and they're springing up all the time that somebody needs to vet these for me because I don't know which ones are the right ones to be involved in and which ones aren't. Is that what this is for? It's for vetting to make sure they're actually principled groups or or what? Yeah, yeah, I do my research. Um, awesome. Actually, what what I do with Stand and Unite is I I pick uh, a, a website or a group that 
is about the same size as Stan Unite, and right now we have uh, almost 4,000 fans on our page. And we network back and forth and help each other grow. And then, uh, like I just added, Free Talk Live today. And, Thank you for that. And as, as Stan and Unite grows, I'll be able to network with bigger uh, organizations, mm-hmm. and Free Talk Live will continue to benefit because they're, they'll continually be yes. featured there at Stan and Unite. That is sounds like a good idea. How do people come about this? How do they find your website? What's the way to get there? Right now I have the .com forwarded to a Facebook page, so they can go to standandunite.com. Oh, okay. And it'll, That's easy. It'll take them right to the Facebook page. What's it called on Facebook, just strictly Stand and Unite? Yes. Okay, great. Because I'm actually, I have Facebook open on one of my screens, so I'll just punch it in and, uh, and connect with it. This is fantastic. Terrific idea. We've been needing this for a long time. Well, thank you. Yeah, thanks for putting it out there and uh, and you know taking a risk and going out and doing something. I, I, anybody that takes action is is okay in my book, and uh, I'm glad to hear. You know, and even if the organizations aren't the the most principled, I mean, I did see you know for instance the uh, the campaign for liberty in there. Uh, I don't know how they feel about immigration. I don't think they're on board with that particular issue. But anything that brings new but people to Free Talk Live is is useful, and that's why that's what I was talking about earlier. Is going to that protest in D.C. You're going to find a bunch of partisan, you know, hacks at a at a protest like that. But at the same time, you'll also find people like Rhonda that we were talking to uh, earlier tonight. Uh, that people that need to find Free Talk Live, that are ready to find a message, uh, a more principled message, like they'll find here on Free Talk Live. So if Stan and Unite can help bring some of those people on board with understanding liberty even better from where they currently are, I think that's really useful. Right. All of us started at a certain spot in the idea of a small government, um, and the idea grew. The simple fact that people aren't on board with every issue every time, uh, I don't think is any good reason to ostracize them. Um, I don't think that that I don't think it benefits. Um, I think that you know you get the opportunity to talk to these people about your ideas, and if your ideas are good, you'll, you'll probably be able to convert more people than you can't. Hunter, I notice you're in New Hampshire. Are you a Free State Project participant? Oh yes, I am for about what three or four years now. Oh, excellent, excellent. Congratulations. Yeah. So, uh, what made you move make uh, make the move here? Uh, well, it was really simple. I, I heard about it, and I was beating my head against a brick wall for a long time, thinking I was the only one who cared about freedom. And, it's frustrating, isn't it? Yeah, and come to find out, there was a whole group of people, and they were all getting together. So has it been worth it? I mean, are you satisfied with your move? Oh, absolutely. Excellent. Good to hear yeah, from you. And, and uh, stand it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Go quick. Yeah, I was just going to say that's the long-term goal of Standing Unite is to get those 20,000 pledges. Oh, thank you for that. Anything that can move us uh, closer, I'm uh, in full support of. So uh, I just want people moving here. Yeah, thank you, Hunter, for the call tonight, and good luck out there. Standandunite.com sounds like a pretty useful service. I should say I want liberty-loving people moving here to New York. Yeah, Nation. I want uh, people that love liberty to understand that in order to be free, they must allow others to be free, even the weird guy down the street. More coming up, Free Talk Live. Moments remain in this program, but enough time for your call. If you make it right now to 1 800 259 9231, we'll try to sneak you in. It is Ian with you. And Garth. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Like the show? Want to help support Free Talk Live? You can by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. Just head over to amp.freetalklive.com to get on board. For as little as three bucks a month, we'll take that money in, reinvest it into the show, get on more radio stations uh, across the country, bring more internet listeners on board, and expose new people to the ideas of freedom. So head on over to amp.freetalklive.com and you'll get perks like access to the Amp Only call-in lines, chat room, forum, 
and special beta stuff. Whenever we've got something new with Free Talk Live, we always put it out to the Free Talk Live amplifiers first. So that's one of those other things that you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier that other people just they don't have access to. So head over to amp.freetalklive.com as we continue with your phone calls. Corby is on the line in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Corby. Hey, I just wanted to know if you had ever covered the uh, 1991 law that George Bush Sr. had passed that barred the uh, networks from showing the soldiers, you know, caskets being showed on TV when they come home from being killed in service. I didn't know it I was even aware of that. Well, I was aware of that as a policy, but I didn't know it was a law from, from that far that long ago. Yeah, and it just recently Obama administration overturned it. And what to me is kind of ironic is I don't even own a television, but like my work has one, and I pass TVs all the time, and I still do not see you know television stations showing the caskets come home because like they were saying at the time the law was passed because it was bad for morale to show the soldiers' bodies being dying. And to me, I would like to have seen one radio station or network television station with some balls to say, well, then don't send the soldiers over there to die if you don't want to show the you know, the, the, their caskets, you know, on yeah, TV. That's <laughs> not going to happen. Uh, you're right. I mean, it would be nice if somebody would do that, but uh, they toe the line. It might, you might have seen that during the Bush administration, but now Obama's in, and, I mean, they're, they're all pretty much toeing the line. Maybe Fox would show the caskets now, whereas they wouldn't have shown them back when, uh, when Bush <laughs> was in. Because Fox is now all of a sudden, you know, the best uh, network out there because, well, their guy isn't in office anymore. Hey, and, and, and I gotta say, you know, hiring thing, John Stossel. I mean, that's yeah, a good. Hey, good we thing. were we were talking off the air about Stossel going over to Fox Business, and uh, I, I don't know what it. you think about this off the air or on you know on on the phone or or, or whatever. But uh, I I know that some people in the Liberty Movement aren't big fans of people like uh, Glenn Beck or you know Rush Limbaugh or, or you know Sean Hannity, and those guys sometimes they're inconsistent. But I have to, I really have to hand it to Glenn. Back because he has been doing a very good job recently in really pushing people and getting people animated. A lot of what's been going on has had to do with him. His show is just getting massive ratings on Fox. He's going after people, and you know he's not with me 100 percent on a lot of the issues. But I've met him. He's he's quite a nice guy, and he's working his tail off. So, you know, I'll take as much as I can possibly get from some of these these folks over on Fox or wherever. You know what I mean? I like one last comment for sure. I go. Okay, just the, uh, you asked that last caller earlier to the show about where they draw the line of what they'll take from the government. And my answer was, I think one of your promo commercials, you talked to a lady who was going to outlaw fornication, and you asked her if she would be willing to outlaw masturbation. And that's the point where if we have to show up and get planted with our masturbation tax counter, that's where I get a gun. I've never owned a gun in my life, but that's the place where I buy a gun, if they start texting <laughs> masturbation or making it illegal. So I'm glad anyway. it's important enough to someone. Thank yeah. you so much for the call, Corby. Stand unite. 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. Uh, Well, you're presuming he does it while he's standing up. (laughs) Anyway, we go to uh, Ryan in Virginia. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Ryan. Hey, guys. How's it going? Uh, I just wanted to uh, call in and address one of the the problems that I have with the Liberty Movement. And uh, you guys sort of in specific. um, Have it out. Vaccines. I'm a big advocate for this sort of thing. I, I feel like it's one of the big positive uh, public health things that we've done recently. And uh, I feel like the we've Weave done movement it? is really... I'm sorry? We've done... You said it's something we've done. Yes, I, I'm, I'm lazy and I, uh, I'm aware. Um, you mean... That has been done in the, uh, the you know, mid to late <laughs> 20th century. Okay, so you like vaccines. Yeah, and here's, here's my biggest dilemma about them. They're only really effective 
if they can cover a population significantly, you know, to a, a very, very large uh, percentage. But I, being a liberty-minded person, have trouble requiring them. So I, I feel like it's beholden to me to attempt to convince as many people as possible through persuasion. But, okay. Um, Mark is here. He has a one-year-old, um, no, one-and-a-half-year-old son. Uh, and he's not going to be vaccinated. At least he's not going to be vaccinated today. So well, that's fine. Now you have uh, to well, persuade it's, Mark. It's go ahead. Fine. Well, go ahead. Oh, you, now you can persuade Mark. Absolutely. Um, well, first off, I have a six-month-old who is fully vaccinated currently. And um, does it bother you? Um, if I could ask a question here, does it bother you that uh, the vac- that the amount of vaccinations have gone up over the last thirty years, and that they want to give them to kids at uh, you know like eight pound, six pound kid? Um, you- you're talking about this vial of vaccines. It's it's a it's a significant yeah. percentage of their body weight. Does it bother you at all? Have you have you actually seen the vial of vaccines they put in? Nope. Uh, my my, my child hasn't been to a hospital. I know, that's fine. I, I mean, I, I appreciate that that's your right to do. I, I don't. I think it's a, a bad idea, but um, people die there, you know. Well, oh, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Well, the place do. is full of mercy. Um, people uh, have uh, parts rot off in those places. The personal question about getting your child vaccinated or not vaccinated—that's something to consider or not consider on a personal basis. Uh, uh, my question to you would be. For example, you, you sort of said, you know, I'm sort of on the fence here. I, I don't want to mis, misconstrue what you said. But um, as a person who, who embraces freedom and the freedom philosophy, uh, you were saying that the, the vaccinations are a good thing the government has done. Um, but I, I would ask you, do you think that it, A, could be done better if it were done privately? If, if, for example, if there weren't a consortium of businesses which were only given the license, only five businesses that are given the license to come up with the vaccines every year. They don't come up with the right amount. They don't come up with what the, the market really wants. Sometimes they come up with the absolute wrong strain, as they did last year, and everybody gets shots, and it turns out it's a different strain that everybody goes for. Or they come up with something that kills more people than the virus actually kills itself, such as under the Ford administration when they forcibly vaccinated That's people. That's a lie. With a swine You're flu. telling a vaccine lie, Gardner. <laughs> or, for example, the swine flu that they tested in England, the swine flu vaccine they tested in England, which has some neurological effects on it. So, so More lies. The first question would be, do you think that a safer <laughs> paradigm, a voluntary paradigm, would get the job done just as well? And if it doesn't, then isn't it just their own people's own fault that they don't get the shots or get involved with insurance companies that work with uh, uh, flu vaccine manufacturers in a private way, if we could have that. Okay. Um, first off, let's divide this conversation into two forks because there's two very separate areas of vaccinations. And the first one you have is the, the childhood uh, diseases vaccines. And the other one is the flu vaccines. Understood are, and concurred sort of two very, very different discussions that have a tendency to get mixed, which really muddies the water for both discussions. But um, so for flu vaccines, there's a lot of things plus and minus to be said about them. I am not particularly um, rabid in any direction in that area. Mm -hmm. The childhood diseases, at this point, it's, it's amazing. And the fact that... Um... People are so quick to start looking at the, the these one in a million, sometimes literally, um, adverse events. Uh, shows how successful the whole the whole thing has been throughout history. 
because these are some seriously nasty diseases. But most I mean, of those, most are, of the childhood diseases that we're talking about here were diminishing in their occurrence prior to vaccination. A lot of people would claim that it's actually, uh, you know, hygiene and cleanliness, uh, you know, uh, enclosed sewers and things like that that were, um, you know, causing this. And a lot of them, like for instance, tetanus. We was the last reported case of tetanus in America. I don't have the tetanus data in front of me. There, that's because uh, there's darn little of it. That's, that's fine. Actually, I meant to look into that I, I, before I called. Tell uh, you what, you I should do that and call back another did. time. You guys can continue having it out on this. We're short on time. I thank you for the call tonight. Let's go quickly I'm to glad somebody Russell. Called in on it. Russell in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Russell. Uh, yes, sir. I was just looking at Wikipedia, and I'm sitting here reading about imperial cults. Imperial and, cults. Yeah, uh, it's, it's basically like the cult of personality. Okay, cult of personality. Oh, yeah, and I was reading about like the ancient kings are called god kings, you know, and how they claim the divine right to rule over men. And I'd have to agree with George Washington whenever they broke away from that because I can't picture following a man which is feeble and all of these things and following him blindly. And that's just what I wanted to do. I'm what you. if it's several men? Would you follow several men blindly? I would. It's according if they had a say in their government. It seems to me that its government is the ultimate cult. I mean, people believe in this, uh, you know, right. this fictitious concept that somehow uh, institutionalizing violence uh, over peaceful people is somehow going to make life more peaceful. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. We're out of time. Vinny in here with you. And guard. And Mark. And we'll be back uh, tomorrow night. You can join us then online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. This is Ian. Have you heard of the Millionaire Patriot? You should. He has a free handgun and five days of firearms training waiting for you. That's right. You can attend five days of world-class gun training at Front Sight Firearms Training Institute and secure a 30-state concealed weapon permit, all for pennies on the dollar. Plus, if you act fast, the Millionaire Patriot will give you a free Springfield Armory XD pistol in the caliber of your choice. Now is the time. You and your family need to be armed and trained to levels that exceed law enforcement and military standards. Front Sight provides such training without any boot camp mentality or drill instructor attitudes. And the Millionaire Patriot is paying his own money to help you get it. This is real. Thousands have already taken advantage of it, and you should too. Don't miss out. Secure a Front Sight defensive handgun course plus 30-state concealed weapon permit for pennies on the dollar and get your free handgun. Go to FrontSight.com today. That's F-R-O-N-T-S-I-G-H-T dot com. Go to FrontSight.com for your training and free gun. Again, that's FrontSight.com. Attention, all active-duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com.